sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Look at her. She over there smiling. Like, yeah, I told him no. I showed him. I showed him. I don't want to give him nothing. A shoulder brush. Nothing. No seductive looks. Nothing. What up, world? Welcome to episode 61 of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. In the studio today, we have our special guest, Chris Lewis, coming back to help us talk about gentrification in the South Dallas area and some of his initiatives that he has coming up with his good friend, Joshua Parker, who also will join us in the studio today. I got my team with me. When I got my team with me, we always do good. I got the lovely Gabrielle riding shotgun with me today and the beautiful Artesia Swindle working behind the scenes in the studio. And on this episode, we dive into a lot of relevant, funny, and informative topics about religion, which is this is this is going to be our last podcast on religion for the month. We're also going to discuss Dr. Umar's perspective of interracial dating and why is it that black men cheat. We don't cheat, do we? Do we cheat? I don't know. But without further ado, I think I got it right this week. So without further ado, let's go up, man. Let's get into this podcast. What Josh and Gabriel got to say about Drake. I asked him, get that mic. Yeah, you know it's retarded. Yeah, I mean, you can't say that no more. Just use it. There you go. There you go. You can't say retarded. No. I, I'm not just jumping all of this. You there can't you call a person retarded. I'm not either. Oh, not yeah, please let me know what we can and cannot say. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> Fuck shit, bitch. Jump oh. off in the river. Oh. Drown yourself. Kill oh. yourself. All of them. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> so we was, I was talking to Josh, and I'm like, damn, man, uh, what you think about this Drake album? Because everybody has been talking about Drake, but... Yeah, that was a hard one. I heard that one. It's all dead. It ain't broke. Is it broke? No, it ain't broke. Just put tilt this part like it's this. It's all right. I'm okay. It's, she, it's she must be working you know out wrong? this morning. Yours is upside down. That's why. Look how his is. Yeah. See how his is yeah, up like yeah. that? Yours is upside down. Turn it. It won't. Oh. Yeah. Tribe of Judah did won't it again. Won't he do it? Yeah. Oh, now look at it. Limp mm-hmm. dick. Limp dick. <laughs> Limp dick for real. You go ahead. Uh, All right, I got it. You got it? I got it. I just hold it. You think it is? All right. Yeah. And then when oh. we take a break, you can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we were talking about Drake, man. And you know, everybody was like, oh, man, the album is slow. And, you know, whatever. Josh was like, ah, I don't want an album that's going to make me get in my feelings. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I want to turn up a little bit. Mm. But I, I, I like it. I did it too. You like it? I loved it. Well, number one, I like the um, the one with DMX, but that was one of my favorite DMX songs. Yeah. yeah. Then he did one with Brandy was a feature in it. That was one of my favorite Brandy yeah. songs. Mm. So I like that one. Then yeah. I like Controller. Then I like the one with Rihanna. And it with, led you right in. It's like the second half of the album went into like some reggaeton. Yeah. Like, it did. Yeah. And I love that. And I mean, I don't know if you follow me on Snapchat, but I stayed dancing to the yeah. Controller. Controller. Uh, What's what, one with Rihanna? That's what I finna say. It's um. Uh, let, look, me look, let me look. Let me look. Everybody pull out the phone. I forgot it. But I'm good to you. Good yeah, to you. yeah, and then there's another one, uh, way I feel or something like that. Yeah, the one one dance where it's Beanie Man. Oh, in I the like intro. that. Yeah. And no, then, okay. what Beanie Man? Beanie Chris, Man is at, is at the end of um. Chris downstairs. 
Cream, ham downstairs. Ham downstairs. Milk the cookies. So we got our, the second guest, uh, Chris Lewis, coming up, man. And then we'll jump right into the show and get it going. But, yeah, man, I feel like Drake, to me, he's strategic. Okay. And I feel like Drake is bigger than just hip-hop, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's bigger than hip-hop. In that album, he touched R&B. He did hip-hop. Reggae. A little pop. Reggae. Like, he did that. Mm-hmm. And Joe Button went on a rant on his podcast that about how good. Idiot. Did you hear that one where no. he talked about Drake? No. <laughs> he did a good job, though. He broke it down to a science. And he was like, Drake could be Apple, like Jay-Z is title. And I say that because... He is exclusive on Apple with right. a lot of branding. Very exclusive. Jordans with you know how, with Jordan brand. How many um, how many artists? How many records rappers, yeah. did Apple pay for? Uh, how many yeah. albums did Apple Not buy a, for Drake? That's my question. Yeah. Like That's, that first what two three hours he six hundred and twenty seven so yeah six hundred and twenty seven thousand oh you saying how many did they buy yeah oh oh got it got it got it i yeah, got you i mean now. it's a he lot he is to Al- apple as jay-z is the that's what i'm saying oh yeah you, you can't oh, yeah. really i think a lot of people hate drake because and I, i'm not saying that no you I, hate I, him, I don't hate but drake. you know it is a lot of people who do hate him right. and i think it's more so because i'm gonna just be real like niggas don't like when girl, nigga get more girls than he, than he is and and Drake is the nigga that can walk in and he pretty much can have any girl he wants. What I don't like is that when people with his beard, right? Went, or without without with either, oh, like okay. the beard yeah, turned it up. Yeah, I mean he he ain't my type. Yeah, okay. But don't don't trip. But ain't but like, like if he said, walk in here, it ain't gonna be like nah, good, I'm, bro, I'm good. <laughs> I'm no, <good> about- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna I'm holler at y'all. <laughs> but I'm saying I feel like with 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 Drake, I don't like when people criticize like what he's doing, what him singing, him doing this, and it's just kind of like if he figured out the formula and the formula is working, why would he change why it? Why would you change? Apparently, it? you need to figure and out so what, what you need to do. Right? Ninety one writers. So what? So what? Apparently, I, you need one. Ooh. If you know I what I'm had ninety one writers and I have a, I can't sing. But if I had ninety one writers and they told me that I could be a millionaire if somebody else writing my shit, I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I'm saying verse from verse. Right? Yes. Do, do, do we me go up when I say the lie? Damn. Or I need to come. Do I need, do I need to come back? <laughs> like, do I need whoop, to get that whoop. print? <laughs> Whatever I need to do, I'm gonna do it to Control. make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make it work. Right. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta control. make it work. <laughs> Oh, you man. gotta make it work. Man. You gotta do something to get it into it. Now we got our resident light skin in here. Oh, who I'm sure he yeah. likes Drake. Chris right. Lewis is coming in, man. What's good with you, bro? Hey, how's it going, man? It's Thanks good, man. For the invite, man. It's oh, good no problem, man. It's always good. It's, it's always good. Black Hercules. Hey, I'll take it. Whatever you want to give me, I'll take it. So we're talking about Drake, bro. What is what's your views on views? He, he would he cute. would come in and a light skin question just because right? I'm uh, kind of I'm, I'm brown nah, pepper bro, bag nah. a little bit no. <laughs> like, I can't, like I can't be brown skin today waffle color <laughs> I want to be brown skin today can I be brown skin today you can do that Drake views um, I wasn't a big of a fan of it you know um, honestly uh, the first four songs I like you yeah. know the one where you kind of remix uh, DMX song yeah, how's it right. going yeah. you know uh, hype <laughs> You know, I'm not really down with the Drake, you know, singing on this particular uh, album. Are you a Drake fan normally? I normally I am. Oh, okay. You he know. sounded better though singing this time. He even said it. He was he like, said I took vocal. Yeah, he was like, I took vocal classes, and I feel like this is the v- best vocal project I've ever put out. And he was hitting. I think he was hitting the right notes. Like even on that Redemption song. Like if you think about like when the, when Redemption first came on, I'm gonna have to play some of that. I have to find it somewhere. But when he first sings it, normally he would wait. For the chorus, but right after he said a rap, he was like, "Redemption's on your mind." I don't, well, yeah. I don't That ain't one of my yeah, favorites. I don't know yeah, that. I, I love that shit, man. I don't know. I, I like the Drake that 
without the vocal lessons, you know? Because it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it was, different, you know? It's real raw. Cause, raw, I'm, raw. It was like Josh just sounded control. Because when I think of R&B, I'm thinking Tevin Campbell or, or something. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Tank. Tank or somebody, you know? Yeah. You know, when I think of singing, yeah, you know, if you're a rapper and trying to sing, you know? did have that. I had that debate with somebody the other day. I was like, if you think about it, when you do think about R&B, it's not really a lot of R&B cats that really can sing now. It's not. Like, not to be funny, I like Chance the Rapper, but he sung a lot on his album. It didn't sound bad, but... It's not Chance not a singer? Nah, bro. Chance no. the rapper. You know who is though? No. Is that Ty Dolla Sign? Ty Dolla Sign can sing. Yes. People yes. Was, went to sleep on his song. But yeah. the thing about Ty Dolla Sign, he had the thing that makes to me Ty Dolla Sign be what he is. Don't nobody else sound like him. No. It's raspy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like he just smoked twelve blunts. Which he probably drank a lot of but beer. He sounds like that when he talks. A lot of hot, he does. Yeah. He got yeah. a raspy voice. Yeah. And I think that works for him, bro. He do. I mean, sister. Do, what do we call? Girl, sister, I think no, it worked for your sister. You know, we're doing nice, like the, nice uh, lady. We're doing the boy yeah. soul sister. <laughs> yeah. Nice, you know nice lady. Saying? You know, that's funny. This is has nothing to do with nothing. That's fine. But in my phone, my brother, I have him under my brother, right? right. So my daddy was like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "My, my you got brother. Chris Lewis under my brother? no, my brother. Oh, under your brother. <laughs> okay." <laughs> I mean, he is so a deep minute, brother, I, so I thought you, you know, <laughs> after a podcast, you was like, I'm going to name him my brother. My like, brother. just that deep. My buddy. But that's but that's my funny. Buddy. So then when, we, when me and my brother were talking yeah. about it, he was like, why is he asking like it's a deep question? Like, every man in your phone is my brother. They all bring something to the table. <laughs> so brother number one. So brother This is my brother, two. the barber. This is my brother, the, the plumber. The anyway, my bad. If you say brother, my name on the brother, just put it with a, a with an A, not an E R. Yeah. Mine is an A. My brother's an A. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. All right. That's okay. the way to do it. Bruh, brother. Bruh. Yeah. Or, you know, you get kind of like that. So we know this this month is basically, we're talking about religion. And it's so funny that we, we talk about Can that because just... I did an event. You got to get your church <laughs> no, fan. Wait, let me take my blaze you do. Yes. 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 Ooh, love. <laughs> so I went to an event this morning and I had to work and I was doing photography and it, it, Church turns me off sometimes, <clears throat> and it turned me off to the point of like, I didn't even know this was a church event. This is like supposed to be like I'm taking pictures of senior citizens. It's like the senior awards. You know, I don't want to talk too much on it because I don't want to speak negative. Right. And which you know where I did, but right. the thing that got me was it was a part where you know the pastor had paid for everything. You know, he paid for. We were at uh, TCC South uh, Downtown Campus in Fort Worth, very nice place, and I'm sure he did pay a grip for it because it looks very nice, mm. but. The the lady, she was a white lady um, who was helping oh, this out. Was, this is a black church or white church? It's a black it's, church. Okay. But it was a white woman helping out. You know, okay. sometimes, okay. you know, for our holiness, it's Pentecostal for white people. So she was there. And after singing a couple songs, she went black because she was like, all right, everybody knows how the pastor did this and he paid for everything here. And, you know, he did all of this and it wouldn't be so if he wasn't here. And this is a beautiful place. So... We want you to go and we want somebody to go back there and lock the door. And she was like, no, seriously, go back there and lock the door. You lying. That's, she said, that's a fire lock, hazard. She said, lock the door. The enemy We're, is it's time, it's time to give. <laughs> it's time to give. Seriously. I, you are. You are. I throw my mom out this window. I'm so serious. If I, if I could do it, that's how dead serious I am. Oh. I'm doing photography. And as she said it, I'm like, what? I put it on Snapchat. You think I'm lying? It's on Snapchat. Because I said, this is why I captioned it. This is why I hate church. Was she on a hoverboard? Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard as we needed. But she was like, "Shut the door." She's like, "You know." She didn't say lock it though. She said, "Lock the door." She said it three Wait. times to be adamant and make sure that we understood she was not. This playing. Was did, did they lock the door? They did shut the door. Uh, not, not she it. was the first lady to the pastor. No, no, she, she was, was just, just a, a helper. Woman. His mm. wife was oh, there. Okay, that's a fire hazard. Yeah, but so then she said, 
if you know if you got a couple of dollars, give them some money. You know, give them you know some some dollars. Pull the dollars out your pocket. Give them some. If you don't got dollars, get you know get your checkbook out. We got your checkbook. This is where they had graduated. Where them dollars if you ain't got your checkbook, <laughs> get out your goddamn credit card. That's a thing that made a plastic now. They got a credit card swipe at the back. I said, are you fucking shitting me? Matter of fact, holy fucking shit. Wow. wow. I said, you got to be shitting me right now. He said, where the dollars at? And then the thing, the, thing, the, the thing that got me was it was, uh, it was seniors. Gangsta so Boo playing in the background. Gangsta Boo playing in the background. <laughs> where the dollars at? Where the dollars at? Where the dollars at? This is why I wanted both of them in here at the same time. Because they grew up together. <laughs> yes. And they've been friends for deal. so long, so they feed off each other. Yeah, we do. Which, okay. which is good. This 20, is, 20 years. This is perfect. It been that long? Hey, don't say that. Hey, we look good, man. Hey, okay. Good. Black we, don't like, crack. Black we don't crack. Up. Okay, cool. That melanin. So that was my issue with that. And I was like, you know, this is why I don't go to church. You don't need that. And it led me to look up. I don't know if anybody saw the article where the woman won $188 million. And the pastor is suing her for $10 million because she didn't honor her word to pay tithes. Whoa. What, the 10%? Oh, really? Ain't, ain't your money, pastor. How you know I didn't pay what? my tithes? I didn't pay your, I maybe didn't pay this church. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. true. Exactly. You don't know where I pay really? my tithes. Uh, when the nigga win $188 million and you've been on the road for 10 years, that nigga want that to come to him. He want that cash. He want his portion of that money. She must called him a lot at night. They must have been getting it. Something. Uh, to sue? To sue? You really? a pastor and you suing somebody. For Timmy, oh, that's your little girl. Yeah, Bruh. yeah. I got I got my little assistant here, man. That's what I call her, my little assistant. Little assistant. So we got Gabrielle, son. We got Chris, little girl. I love my kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> today I I didn't, didn't want to do that. You didn't want to do it today. I didn't want to do it. You needed some me time. I had I, I have a one year old and a, a ten year old. Oh man, I'm ten too. Yeah, it's a big gap. And you know the funny thing is I last night he said I want a sister. Don't do it. <laughs> Reconsider. Yeah, reason. Literature. <laughs> oh, man. If you are listening to this podcast and somebody's hitting you up saying, hey, man, how do we listen? Because I know Josh was telling me. Yeah. If you want to listen live right now, all you got to do is download the TuneIn app. It doesn't matter whether you have an iPhone or an Android. Download the TuneIn app. Search FBRN. That's Frank, Beverly, Rodney, and Nancy. Don't yeah. ask me where I got them from. And all you got to do is click on the blue bowl, and we're live right now. If you miss it, you can catch us on the reality is on iTunes. You yeah, can listen to us on SoundCloud. Yeah. Or you can hit. I, I'm loving the ad libs right yeah. now. I feel like yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm an ad lib yeah. type. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can catch You get hyped. Yeah. Yeah. You like, mm. Hit it again. Let me yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, from y'all perspective, man, I know, Chris, I know you go to church. I don't know how you know frequently you go. What is your. What is your mindset on church? What do you think about? How do you feel about church right now? How has it changed from when you were young to what it is now? Um, so I grew up in a family um, that were like pimps and hustlers and, you know, wasn't really big into church, yeah. honestly. Um, like I grew up with my, my, my grandfather, my step-grandmother, you know, they, they believe in God. But as far as being proactive in church, being involved, singing in the choir, no, not at all. Um, so I never really to church itself for like on Easter Sunday when everybody typically goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, it was a time of point in my life where I had a lot of things kind of going on from family issues and stuff as an adult and trying to find myself in certain aspects. Because I was, I was a very private person and forced my uh, personal like communication, personal feelings. I really didn't talk much about it. So mm -hmm. it came to a point in my life where I needed to kind of figure out something. Yeah. I couldn't find it in a book. 
I couldn't find it. You know, I was finally a bit, you know, talking to Josh and stuff like right, that. Yeah. But, you know, I was looking for something holier or higher than, you know, my mm-hmm. perspective on earth. So that kind of what got me into church. But same thing what you was talking about. You know, I kind of bounced church to church. I'm not going to say what churches I went to here locally. You know, that's another story. <laughs> um, you know, I, when it comes to church, you have to find the one that's right for you. you. Yeah. yeah. Some people yeah. are about the show. Obviously, that church that you mentioned yeah. was about the show. Yeah. They had a whole band there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Joshua Band. I'm serious. They had like five niggas. But on it the was a banquet. It wasn't no banquet. It, you may have thought it was. It was. You know, church. You know how church has that is so, events, yes. and they turn it into church. They turned it into church. So it was church. Turn. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so yeah, I bounced to church to church. Some churches I have noticed are more political. Some of them are more about the show, you know, got fish tanks and stuff inside oh, of them yeah. and stuff like that. I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, with my church. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big So, you know, um, like my church at Concord, or oh, I like Josh's church, Concord. Disciple uh, DCC. You know, DCC, I mean, yeah. I look at the pastor. Oh, I went there too. Yeah. She hops in. Oh, that's, what is, hey, you know, hopping for Jesus. I just, no, I just visited there last Sunday. Did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. Oh. I don't know. I'd be thinking some nasty. I was like, you go to church to church. Do you let them stick their head in? I'm not finna play with you. I'm not finna play with you. I'm just saying. Well, you, 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 okay. you, you escalate so fast. <laughs> I don't know. He's no quick, ain't he? Just. <laughs> He's quick, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> like somebody uncle. He's quick, ain't he? He's quick, ain't he? <laughs> well, now. Well, now. Oh, we on church, right? What you say, Chris? Bring it back. Bring it back. Wait, now. I don't know where to go with this. Oh, man. But anyway, you know, I you have to look at the pastor down, you know. Yeah, um, true. My thing is with my pastor, he's very transparent. You know, he 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 teaches the word like a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, he breaks it down to where you understand, no matter if you you know have a PhD or no education at all. That's so um, and he yes. uses like real life examples about his life. He shows like you know he's not God. Like hey man, I fornicated. You know, I shacked up for a little while. You know, I had credit card issues. True. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. man, this is where, where are you from? Yeah. Because you know most pastors they that I have, they ain't never done nothing. Wrong. Oh, ain't done man, nothing. You know, nothing. You know what I'm saying? They got about two or three side chicks, but they ain't not gonna talk about that. Mm. You know, we can talk about that three too. Three different babies. Transparency. My pastor needs to be you know humanized. Yeah. Show me that you're human. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I can relate to you because I think the the biggest things with pastors, you know, you can't. Some pastors feel like you can't relate to them when you're yeah. in church. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my little two cents about that. Yeah. So that's what got me involved and actually became a member, you know, and started getting some of the ministries, you know, going on church on Wednesdays and yeah. stuff where I could have been watching the finals or something, you know, True. but yeah. mm-hmm. trying to get that extra word. So I need, my, right. yeah. I need my pastor to be faulty. Why do you think people loved Bill Clinton? He got his dick he sucked. Got- they felt normal. <laughs> Nobody I was going with his, he no, was faulty. But yeah, right. <laughs> that's all just straight to the point. Nobody was really rallying behind Bill, but it was like he got his dick sucked. And they like, damn. Not to be funny, everybody loves Beyonce, but when Lemonade came out, everybody was more on the bandwagon. Like, damn, I feel normal too. He cheated. I don't feel that bad yeah. about letting him come back. And we don't even know if he really did it or not. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. I think I well, think that's it's so a very clever. Which part of it? Scene. You talking about some he cheated, so I don't feel that dumb for him. I mean, some women. You know, some women. I mean, you know, it was a lot of memes out about that though. A lot of memes. And you a know, women memes. follow. Yes, and, and one that I saw was he had five million dollars and he cheated once. You got his three kids. Yeah. He and he can't. He, you can't even get the, the what the passcode to his phone. That's and you talking about some bring this. Bring them back. The beehive is real, so we got to be real cautious on what we say about Beyonce. Oh, I love Beyonce. Uh, My brother, because I just left his company party and I bought a shirt and I got the shirt. Beyonce got middle fingers up. I saw that. So I was going to wear it to the the picnic. My brother's like, um, 
this my job maybe not today and i was like you right <laughs> let me let me change that up real quick let me get something else but people like faulty people you know what i'm saying yeah. they like people i not, think i think everybody's faulty so. everybody like to act like you are not or and not. that you That's the even part, if yeah. you haven't done anything in 15 years you yeah. did something before then like you not perfect I, I so yesterday. But I say, that's my, people, people do stuff every day it ain't even if you did maybe you ain't doing the same thing Dang. you did 15 years ago but you still doing something that makes you imperfect today or your thoughts don't lie Craig the Bible right. says something about something in your heart something so about, some about something about you know, I got Mac you Patton I know. was here last week I know you know he said some of the realest shit he I did. mean when he was saying that about uh, when, when he, he was, said I got the answer for you and nobody know I was one. I was laughing so goddamn hard because we was talking to him we was like you know everybody always try to put you in a heaven or a hell yeah. especially when you you know you die we go to the funerals everybody went, goes to heaven no matter yeah. how bad and I was like if if the bible says the guy is not you know we he's the last one he's judging us and the world ain't ended yet and that's when it's supposed to be judgment day mm-hmm. where the hell is everybody going they ain't going to heaven or hell. They going to or they going to purgatory. So with him being a pastor, I was like, he where was are like, they going? He's like, you know what? I got an answer. He's like, I got the perfect answer, I and I know per- I ain't and wrong. I know I, I ain't know wrong. And we we both sitting there we like, like, what? Like, what, what, like, what is it? Where we he at? said, don't nobody know. <laughs> <laughs> and we was just like, no, you got right. Yeah, we like, don't. <laughs> you're right. He was real. Unless you've been there and came back, you don't know. Be honest, man. Now you do. I've heard stories about people on the brink of death, and they like was dead on the table for two minutes. And I remember one story, and they was like, my feet was burning and I was like I mean was his feet sleep because he was dead was I know it? if I sat on the toilet too long my feet go to sleep was it after his foot I don't know that's what I'm saying I it could have been I was going there. it could have been a lot of things but mm. I think people like to do something supernatural when they unsure about it you know being on the brink of death can make you think a lot of things it really do so Gabrielle we know what we think about church Are you I'm chewing gum? gum I said on the last podcast Are the intro you Yes, I heard we talking about something. You can hear me eating, sweet, eating, smacking, swallowing, whatever. You hear me? I mean, oh, that sounded kind of vulgar just it now. Very it very did. did. And if you listen to the podcast, I laughed after I said it. Because when I said it, I thought about a woman like, giving a blowjob and swallowing. Uh, what I talked to, uh, <laughs> I talked to him about uh, Josh about before we marked in here. He did. We're gonna he get did. on that later. Yeah, that's though. something. What was you about to later. ask me? We can talk. I said we already got our perspectives on oh, church, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, want to yeah. know Josh's. Perspective. All right, right, right. Me personally, I'm originally from Alabama and. I had a, a grandmother who was a Jeho hey, witness. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear that a lot. <laughs> so I had I had a, a grandmother who was a Jeho witness, and I had a, a grandmother who basically sing in the choir and went everywhere. Uh, so I was very confused. <laughs> I was very confused early on in, in, in my in my in my upbringing. So. Every time I went to my grandmother's church, that's uh, that's basically singing, and she's had a high office, I guess, in in the church. Uh, I was going to sleep. Said that like he didn't believe none of that. <laughs> I, I I was going to sleep, so I, I never got into it. Then when I went to the Kingdom Hall, and they was basically reading and singing together. They don't have music either. Do no, they? no music. I couldn't do that. No music at all. So. Sleep. You you able to ask questions while you you in, in the uh, kingdom hall like so, doing service so yes doing service like, like you you have to so it's answer like the question Bible study there but you go okay That's there you go service. live huh? live you say service Bible study I want to say is it but it's it's the service but you able to ask questions during the service so basically after you read after each chapter you gave, you got like maybe three four questions it's a Q and A there you go. So basically with the Q&A, you have the kids basically raise their hand to answer the question. 
and also so so you go from one Sunday with with able to ask questions, and you go to another Sunday when you just sitting there looking at the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well you know when they take that deep and get breath. that knee oh. and, and i'm about to and, oh. and but you know what a oh, future okay. did that on one of his songs the grammy song on what you call it? did yeah. you hear he's like i didn't think he won a grammy <laughs> then you think he won a grammy no, <laughs> yeah I he, you gotta listen to it he's doing the same thing he's, he's he incorporated thing. that he incorporated, I, he incorporated the pastors so basically basically saying that i was very confused growing up so it it took me like you say a near-death situation to where I was just doing totally wrong, and I basically needed an answer from someone who's uh, that can answer any question that I, I have at that particular time. Yeah. And I was just looking for an answer, searching, just searching, just searching. And someone uh, actually, Brittany, invited me to her church, and it was a young, a young pastor at that time. And when he was talking, I was like, "Wait, I went through that. Okay." So it's relatable. I, I, it's very relatable, I, and I understand. And he ain't hooping and howling. Wait, he 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 said that that happened to him. Oh, he's flawed. Oh, okay. And you bought in. And I bought in ever since then. Eight years later, I'm still in here. So uh, I basically, when I think about church, I think about something not only saying, "Hey, I'm going here because." My grandmother went or my mama went. I'm going for myself. It's so funny that you said that because that was the next thing I was going to ask. Because I was like, religion is something that a lot of times is it's down. inherited yes. and it's learned. And we've talked about it on the podcast before about unlearning learned behaviors. Yeah. And that's what I'm so real about mine because it's like a lot of things that I believed it was because of my mom. Right. I've told a lot of stories where I was such a hypocrite <clears throat> because I did something out of habit because we are creatures of habit. And right. I'm like, I really don't believe this, but I'll go along with it. And Gabrielle, you know, you went to the, the same uh, high school with me. I would yeah. dare not say you went to the same church, but you no. went to the same high school with me. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if you really pay attention yeah. to some of the people who went <laughs> to our church, and looked at the way we were raised and supposed to be living and what they did at school, it didn't add up. Okay. And, and, yeah. and the thing about it is you felt like you were going to hell the next minute by doing these things. Right. And that's why for me, like, I just... Me, me personally, I, I seen, like, when I was going to church and I said, man, that person must never do any wrong. And then when I go to the church on Sunday, I get in trouble the, the following day on a Monday. Then I realized... Wait, that person just got in trouble with me. We're the same class. We're the same type, yeah. Yeah, so I basically, I, I was growing up thinking, hey, if you're going to church, you got to be doing this, this, and this, and yeah. you perfect. Yeah. I said, man, I can't, I don't feel like I can be perfect. Well, I don't think, I know I can't. I know I can't either. So that's basically why I feel like everybody who was going to church at the time was, I felt in my head, because I never just really just sit down to talk to them, yeah. I thought they was perfect. But if you, even if you think about how we live our life now, like me and Chris and even you and, and Gabby, we've all been in certain social settings together. We've drank. We've hung out. Right. We've talked. We've eaten food. We've been out late, and then we get up and go to church the next day. Right. Back in our day, when we were younger and it was our parents' day, that's sinning. That's doing wrong. Yeah. That's, that's giving praise to the devil, then coming in. And pray. I don't see it that way. Well, my parents weren't that holier than thou. Like, my parents did go to church every Sunday, yeah. but they were still like... They might have went to the casino the night before. They drove straight in, changed clothes, went to church the next day. No, I but, I mean, so my, my parents never made me think, like, I had to be perfect to, to – even, like, now. My dad is pretty – you know, he's always telling me to read my Bible, yeah. always telling me to study, always telling me, you know, to seek God first. Mm -hmm. But he'd be like – Do you seek him? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but he'll, yeah. in the same thing, yeah, he'll be like, "Did you see that motherfucker?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you know, so that's real. I'm the same, but and I don't take anything. It ain't like I'm. It doesn't change my view of him. It doesn't change my. It just. It's real, right? Right. I, I think a lot of times, especially with like the, uh, our older grandparents and great grandparents, you know, um, it's completely two or three generations removed from us. Yeah. Like we're a little bit more real rounded, and you know, we're more open. We do, we read more. So mm-hmm. as far as that, our lifestyles doesn't really dictate our faith with God. No. Right. So it's nothing wrong with drinking, but well, obviously, too much of anything is bad. It's right. Bad. Too much. Too much water for you. It's bad. bad. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So you know. There's nothing wrong with drinking yeah. with your friends mm-hmm. the night before. I mean, maybe you had a good conversation the night prior, so you didn't get right. a chance to go to sleep. But well, that I doesn't dictate that. your faith and, you know, right. your, your uh, obedience to God just because you're just hanging out too far too right. late to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. you got to be at church at 10. What's wrong, what's wrong with that? So how important is it, would you say, to choose your own religion, though? Not uh, Your own religion or just your own path for spirituality? I, I feel like not only spirituality, I feel like that's in life. Yeah. You, need to, uh, you need to find and... You just need to find your own path to anything. Yeah. So if you basically think I'm finna go to college, then after college I'm gonna get a, a hundred thousand dollar job, uh, that's not everybody's path. Yeah. That's some people's path. And it doesn't make you a failure. It, it don't. Right. It don't make you a failure at all. So I feel like anything that you do, religion, uh basically building yourself, find out who you are, find out the pe- uh, people around you, you have to find that path and you also have to ask ask questions as well. I think that's the fault. I think that's one of the biggest things in the black community is we don't ask questions. We don't ask questions. We just take for whatever people say, whether it's a pastor or whether it's somebody who is prominent and made it to, you know, to a level that we never made it to or never saw anybody around us make it to. Right. But you still got to ask questions. And then that path to that same level may be different for you. It's not going to happen the same way. So that's just I, I just feel like it's important to choose your own faith, choose your own religion, your own spiritual guidance, guidance yes. because it's just going to be different. There's no way I could do what my mom did growing up. My mom never drank. My mom never cursed. Like see. I know she did things wrong see, because my, she's admitted yeah. to these things. Yeah. But it's you know the thing about it is you don't have to just curse, drink, smoke, and have sex to be wrong. That's oh, other right. ways. Yeah. It's other ways. Yeah. She, yeah and well. she made that. And, and that's the thing I always said I loved about my mom because she would admit to her flaws. But yeah. the thing about it is people don't admit to their flaws mm. for two reasons in my mind. For one, they don't know how, and for two, if you've been raised a certain way, sometimes even you're wrong. If nobody ever corrected you, you don't think that your behavior or the way you believe is wrong. And I don't think the way like a Muslim or a sheik or whatever these religions are, I don't think any of them are wrong. It's your belief. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about understanding different people's perspectives mm-hmm. on their beliefs. I just hit my lip on the mic. If it was one of those mics, I'd be in the <laughs> world of trouble. Yeah, I'd have bump bump as you, yep, you know. Bump, but bump. it's like I just think it's important to really just venture out and figure out who you are and what you're doing. Because a lot of times I've seen people who preach and talk about what the pastor has talked about without really reading it. For themselves verbatim so, verbatim so they only know because the pastor said it yeah but yeah. if you ask them a question that goes deeper than just that surface answer they have no answer for you exactly and i think that's important yeah now i'm about to say if you look at all the major religions we all pretty much believe the same, same god, god. Yeah, the basis right. is the same, same. i know me josh and, and you know ebony his wife we had this conversation right. you know about house rules when it comes to church it's like each church has their own house rules on how, okay, you can't, this skirt is too short. You know, you can't wear like jeans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't wear open toe shoes. But, you know. That was my church. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that. Kojic, that's that old school. Yeah, I know about that. But 
at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, how who are you to judge people? God is the only judger judge. on this earth. Yes. And I think a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, have an issue where they mm-hmm. judge people before you even get to know them, know mm-hmm. where they're from, and know about them. I have many different friends from different backgrounds, you know, especially, you know, being an engineer, and I'm one of one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I've met a lot of Indian people from, uh, you know, India, you know what I'm saying, Pakistan, and stuff like that. At the end of the day, you know, yeah, they might be Muslim or Islamic, but at the same time, they're good people. Mm-hmm. They, they're they're yes. respectable, you know what I'm saying, they're about the business, you know what I'm saying, they treat people right. At the end of the day, that should would count, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Now, like, oh, Respect. you're not a Christian, yeah. uh, I can't be friends with you because you're Islamic or you're Muslim, you know what I'm saying, especially when it comes to politics, you know, like Donald Trump you, and stuff. You actually, knocking learn, people. you actually learn a lot from yeah. different people and different walks. If you have a, a closed-minded a closed-minded person you can't even even have a decent decent conversation with them because you're like oh they're a different religion than me no you don't that's you don't stupid do that. though that's very stupid but i think a lot of that is it, it comes from the conformity rules and tools that were used back when slavery and all that stuff was put in a lot of and that's the argument that i had with my mom because i was like so many black people believe in christianity why because really that was that's what was forced on that was you forced on us back in the day you know what i'm saying it was choose god or die because what you do is savagery it's not intellectual. It, it, the way you live is not the right way to live. So it was forced on you. And what, I, I, what, what you think the first thing that slaves start reading? What was the first thing? Yeah. I, I the Bible. First, the Bible. Yeah. But they had their own religion before they got over here. Yes. And but the thing, all that was yeah, that's what I'm saying. wiped away. Yeah, it was wiped away. And the thing about it, and that's what makes me mad when I hear black people like argue for Christianity. Because I'd be like, but is it really like, is that really what we were before then? But it may not be what we were before then, but you can't get upset with people if that's what oh, they I want. Don't. If, you oh, know, no, no, if that's what they choose no, no. to be right now. No, no, no. I believe in what they say. I just always try to open their mind and ask questions. The reason I ask questions and try to figure out, do people really know why they're doing and why they believe what they believe? Because if you ask a lot of people, why do you believe the way you believe? Because my grandma told me this or mm-hmm. because this or because that. And then some of their experiences, to me, subconsciously, you feel like your relationship or your experiences are the same as your parents and they're not. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's really right. not. So for to know that you were conformed to take these things by the Europeans or die, you're still passing that down. Or die. And then, like I said, I read a book, uh, Race, Crime, and Justice, and it was talking about by Catherine Russell Brown, and it was talking about how when they discovered the Native Americans, they showed Chris, they, they had part little uh, scripts of uh, excerpts from Christopher Columbus's log, and he wrote about Native Americans, savagery, the women are promiscuous because, not to be funny, oh, yeah. fuck, they was out in the day. They didn't have bras and yeah, shit. They, they weren't colonized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he wrote these things about him. Then he even wrote one time, this is how you know white men been having small penises. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's uh, real. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote in the book, he said, the women, the Native women did some dance that made the men swell up so. <laughs> to where it was like well, they cast a, a spell. That does not mean he has a little penis. It just means that it went from his dick was bigger than what you've ever seen for you to say it swole up. So it swole up. That just, mean, porno, that just mean that it's hard. If I watch a porno. I'm, it swole up. So yes, I watch this porno. This nigga dick swole up. So if I say it swole, you can be like that nigga dick must have been huge. If I be like, <laughs> hey, he just got on hard. So. He just got on hard. Hey, any triple X uh, people listen to you at the station? Uh, I get, there you go for your next uh, rendition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your next role play. Your next role play, right? Yeah, there. you're right. You can be Christopher Columbus in the Indians yes. <laughs> and swell up so. <laughs> I'm looking for Pocahontas. Yeah, right but now. it always, but you know, when they wrote things, it, it, they said the same things about the Hispanics, their savages, their whatever. They said the same Sound thing like about the Tasmanian. They said the same thing about the Africans, the Natives, and the Mexicans, all the people who were suppressed and oppressed in this country. Well, the thing is, um, you know, I've been reading this book by uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. It's called um, White Wealth, uh, Black Labor. Mm -hmm. So they pretty much talk about how Mm African-Americans or just black people in general, we've been so, you know, 
casted, you know what I'm saying, in this uh, lower dominant role for so long yeah. and how we've been, you know what I'm saying, used uh, our labor, you know what I'm saying, our wealth, our knowledge, you know what I'm saying, it's been taken away from us and reused to, you know, for white people to get where they are today. Because if it wasn't for black people in America today, there wouldn't be America. Yeah, Agriculture right. came from it Africa. Would. I mean, even yeah. like before slavery, you know what I'm saying? You got three top of your um, tribals, like the Mali and some other, two other two that were in West Africa during that time. Europeans were like poor, dying, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Had diseases. You know, they was coming to Africa to get our resources, which is more natural resources, whereas ivory, gold, and stuff like that. And they was trading some old bullshit. Yes. But yes. somehow, as you know, I love my white people, but. Their ancestors, you know what I'm saying? They don't even know that their ancestors did this shit because it doesn't directly affect them. Exactly. You know, it's been so far removed, 100, 100 yeah. years. They don't realize that. You know, that's my thing when I do anything I do in the community. When I have my white friends, I just try to bust their bubble. You know what I'm saying? Just you, you, It's not your fault, but just take ownership no, just of take your ancestors, you know what I'm saying, have caused this issue of suppression right. where it's systematically or, you know what I'm saying, subconsciously so within African Americans where, you know, I, I say that, you know, in 2016, we can't use white people as an excuse anymore because we we have so many people in no, legitimate, you, you know what I'm saying, uh, positions like this radio show. We got the Oprahs and, you know, we got CEOs of, yeah. uh, you know, different top companies. Yeah. We, need, we need to, you know, change our perspective, the way we think and work together. But black, there you that, go. That, that, there you go. You said, he said something. Yeah. We were both. Like we both got our hands yeah. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. He said a word. We, we, really, <laughs> we really need to work together, <laughs> man. We work together. But the thing about it is we want. Hush some Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eva. <laughs> she about to choke on me. All I heard was. <laughs> you said a mouth. What preacher do that? Right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you said but no, that's so true, man. And and that's what I was talking to Josh about. And I've had the conversation with Chris. Is like, you, black people, black men in particular, because I'm not a black woman, so I can let Gabrielle talk about okay. that from that perspective. Yeah. But with black men, it's like we are. We want to be the big dick in the room. We want to make all yeah. the money. I've had several situations where I've went to homeboys and I'm like, hey, I, you know, you got this job. Is it any openings? Whatever. Because somebody helped them get on. And then it's like, I know that I've given them my resume and it didn't go past their kitchen table. Wow. Because they want to be the only one driving the Benz and the Beamer and whatever. They want to be that. I feel like for the most part, women will help each other. But it's to a certain point. A certain certain. Point. That's what I'm saying. Like, we'll get you in. But we ain't gonna help you get up there. <laughs> but you're on your own. But you do. <laughs> you do have but to I feel you like know? it just depends on your circle, though. Like you exactly. know, so it's kind of like I feel like all the women that I that I know that that's in my circle, they will always help help yeah. you get wherever you need to be. You know, we always got a reference. Always can point you. In there. I, I just put on like I'm in this group on Facebook. Like I need somebody to do my makeup. Everybody was like, hold on, oh, hold on. I got some. Yeah, yeah, everybody was just kind of like shooting stuff, shooting stuff at you. So I think it just depends. And you yeah. got to figure out who you, you are the agenda driven people. Right. I've ran across a lot of people. We've heard. We've we, we've talked about this. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this. You yeah. know, like you got people that have come in and gone, and it's like when it's big. They Can there. I get in that spotlight? Right. But when that when when it get dark and it's like putting content it's together, and editing, and yeah. or like I hit Gabrielle up and be like, hey, what should I name the podcast? What kind right. of topic you think? Or pick your own topic or whatever you want. I've done this and never got any receptions. I've been on, you know, done events or know that people have been tied to me because of some, you know, affluent people that I've known around mm -hmm. Dallas. And it's like, but what are you doing to help me? And I don't even necessarily look about look at getting something back. We, me and Josh was just talking about creating a barter system. Barter system. I, was like, I don't feel like it's necessarily a bad thing to have an agenda, but you have to also be able to be able Does to... Does it include me? Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because mm -hmm. uh, honestly, oh, yeah. when I when I came here, when I came, you know, we reconnected or whatever, 
Like, I had just got divorced. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. And then it's just kind of like, you know, I came in. Then I was like, oh, well, this would be... Cool. After we after we met, I was like, this would be an opportunity for me to meet people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even just like meet people who could do something for me. Just like just meet people because yeah. I didn't know anybody. I didn't like do anything. Right. Well. Just just getting out. And you and told I, me your initiative up front. Oh, that, I did do that too. People didn't tell me. Like she yeah. told me I, I would love to have a podcast. Yeah. And I said, well, hey, roll with me. I'll teach you what I know. Whatever questions you got, I'll tell you. But you got other people who've had. But agendas. I also, but yeah. I also do whatever you ask. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's not even like you yeah. know. I'm just gonna sit up here and soak up all the information and not give anything yeah. to. I mean, I anything. think that's a problem a lot of times too. You know, you got one person doing their own thing and they trying to like get on their coattail. Then they all of a sudden they trying to take over. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's like yo, right. this is your thing. Yeah. I, I'm appreciative that you allow me like for example with Anthony I'm appreciative that he let me come on his show me I'm not too. gonna come me over too. and take over his show this is his show right exactly but exactly just, I just think you gotta. Cause Go you know what, what makes me that what made me th- the, what that made me think of <laughs> I get even, it out. I ain't even drank it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was an episode that we had, and then you know, people had a, a, an oh, issue issue with it with what yeah. the 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 label was, what yeah. the what the title of a it hit was. Hit gonna holler. Right, you know what I mean? No, not that one, but that, that one too though. Yeah, we but did no, it was a different one. And you were just like, I'm gonna name it. You know, whatever I want to name it, yes. unless you come, oh, unless you come to me with you, you know suggestions. Problem. But it's just kind of like, don't come to me wanting me to change up my show, change up my format, change it so it can so it can fit, fit your you. life. Yeah, like yeah, either you are gonna be on it with yeah. me and do what I'm doing because yeah. this is what I want to do, or, or come up with an idea, or come up with an idea. Don't I'm, come, to, don't yeah. bring me the problem with no solution. No solution. And yeah. I, I've always been like that. You know, I've had several people come to me and be like, hey. You know, the name of the podcast should be this because that's kind of racing. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's cool. I get it. I know it's more than just me. So what do we, or what are we going with? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing for you. But I just you know it needs to be it. changed. Oh, you, I hate it, people like that. It just yeah. needs to be changed? I hate people like right. that. Right. With nothing behind it? Yeah. And I'm uh. like, well, I can't do this. Or I, I, I don't like, I've had the people where it's like, you know what? I'm going to help you out. I got you. We're going to do this. Got you. Boop. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I got you. And I'm like. Okay, well, the money never came. Yeah, we. You know how many I never people? Saw your face. You know how many people told me and Chris, "Hey, we got you." When we try to do uh, nonprofit stuff, which is why with my nonprofit <laughs> idea, which we will discuss later, we I said I chose you. I chose you because I told Chris. I said I just watched the way Josh moved, and he does a lot he of said, stuff without you. no. I chose you, son. I chose you. <laughs> right? I chose yeah. you because that, I think it's one of those things where people like I tell people all the time. I don't. If I don't need you. But if I want you, to me, that's important. Yeah, that's like you tell your woman you, that you may get some extra ass or okay. blowjob. Okay. I don't need you. Okay. I want you, yeah. but you do need. Like Martin said, I feel like, that, like people, I feel like that's a, a bad thing. Line between love and hate. I want you. I want. I need you. He was trying to get that ass. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I want. I need you. One one thing about any man or any woman, yeah. you want somebody to want you. You do. You know what I'm saying. So even if you saying, "Hey, Josh, come on this podcast." Oh, yes, man. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Let me tr- clear out my schedule before I can uh, make that happen. Because you could have chose any- anybody. But like anyone. I said, I, when I when I talked to Chris, I, I told him, after I think it was like the second or third time he came on, I was like, we got to get you and Josh on. Because I've seen you guys in the room work together. And right. I've seen how he speaks of you. And I never talked to you about him. But I see from social media yeah. the way you reference to him. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, oh, yeah. if, or, or like I think when me and you were talking, you were like, yeah, he just got his real estate license. And he's doing this. And I'm proud of him. And he just chose a different way. You know, I knew Josh when we was in the streets. And right. to see him where he is now. You didn't say, 
when he was in the streets, he was getting locked. He was a knucklehead. <laughs> I ain't never know if he. All you said was yeah. he was in the streets, which I know what that means. Yeah. And it says I'm proud of where he is now. Right. And and that's the thing that you got to understand when you have a support system around you like that, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the thing with me and Chris, me and Chris did a lot of things that we shouldn't have been doing, and that's why we try to give back to the community yeah. to try to help them to hey we we did this we know what road it, it takes it leads to yeah so we basically want to say hey stop that and and this is the reason why i can go back now when these memories are on facebook pop up i'm like i dressed in a tall t you know what I'm saying? I always do that. I, uh, <laughs> he, he always give me, you know what I mean? Because now, you know what I'm saying? He's all dapper now, yeah. you know what I mean? But I bring up that like four or five year ago picture from yeah. Facebook. It'll yeah. pop up when Remember we like our first trip to Miami when I was in the military. Oh, I had capris he, on. He had, you know, I had the long, the long capri uh, <laughs> pants shorts, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The drawstring oh, at the yeah. ankle. Oh, yeah. uh, that wasn't four years ago. That was, that was my he was 10 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, with the coochie, you with know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always saw that picture of him because I was like, man, you have turned around your Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so proud of him because, you know, even though we went on two different paths, we did. at the end of the day, we kind of somehow came back came together. Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I took the military and got college education, but I always, even when it goes back to our talking to kids, you don't have to get a college degree the, a degree to be, be somebody right. or be inf- influential be in, in society. Yeah. Just find a niche. Yes. That's the most important thing. Most of your most wealthiest people from Mark Zuckerberg to Bill Gates, Robert uh, Richard Branson's, you know what I'm saying? Even on the black side, you got yeah. your Richard, uh, Robert Smith's, you know what I'm saying? And your um, um, Jason Williams, you know, CEO of uh, System Attack, you know, black guy. It, they found a niche where's yeah. there, where, the, you where society at? needs a need. Like, I think with Anthony, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, I don't listen to morning radio shows, you know, nothing, nothing against, you know, the local ones or yeah, affiliates, whatever. Man. They don't have any like social impact so, yeah, locally because exactly. they're syndicated for one. And, and two, you know what I'm saying? They're not really talking to the real needs of what people really need to hear. That's why I'm so supportive of like what Anthony does here because he gives you real no filter. You can cuss <laughs> on here. You know what I'm saying? You talk about 20 whatever. different things yeah. at the end of the day. He still has one, like one main point yeah. to help you throughout your day or and answer a question you. and educate you. So, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's a whole bunch of extra. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me and Josh, you know what I'm saying? I don't have too many friends, you know, close friends per se. Yeah. Like my cousin like to say, I keep my circle Tighter than frog pussy. <laughs> That's some tight pussy. Right. Some tight Jesus. <laughs> but I got different friends for. You know, so she's like, what, what, what you think about it? It was like, how you, how you have that thing? That? That's tight. You know, it's tight. That's T I T E. Vinegar soaking in. Yeah. But tight. you know what I'm saying? He's he's not like a friend. He's like a brother to me. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, I don't know if you probably talked this on your past radio. So a lot of times, your friends are like more family to you. Oh yeah. Than right. your own relatives. Blood don't it's make true. you. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Which is crazy. Yeah. Right. right. But at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying I'm very proud of his growth. You know, what I'm saying I tell anybody like, man, hey, that's my dude right there. Right. I love what he's doing. You know, what I'm saying you know, you know, cause and I'm the same way. But when when he became an engineer, I was I was big. happy. Yeah. I was proud. I feel like I was walking across that stage. Yeah. When he walked across that stage, I was proud. I was happy. I'm posting like, my friend, yeah. I'm here my friend is. Hey, we're going to go out. Yeah. Everything's on me. Chris, whatever you want. And I was excited because I seen him get there. Yeah. I, I know it wasn't easy for him to do that. So the thing that anytime he was like, Josh, I want to quit. I want to just go and make sure I just take care of Ivor. Like, no, Chris. Yeah. You're too close. And how important is it to see two black men? Literally, like cheer for each other. Oh yeah, that's good. That's I like, think so many people, black people, period. Though, like, period. like we were saying earlier. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's, it's, I think it's important to see that because it's so funny because I know a lot of people talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and I remember watching a clip of him 
last summer in the training camp, and he's cool with uh, the wide receiver from uh, Miami Dolphins. I forgot uh, his name. LSU, uh, yeah. Landry. Yeah, Landry. Yeah. yeah. So they were talking. He was like, hey, man, I'm proud of you. You got drafted, blah, blah, blah. And they both went their separate ways. And he's like, man, I love you, bro. No, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I love, love you. you. Yeah. I, I, I miss you, man. I wish you was here in New York. He's like, you ought to come out here and you can stay in my crib. He's like, I love you, bro. He's like, you know they what I'm saying? Take this? care. Yeah. Yes. And oh, okay. he was just saying, and then the, the, mat, the how many times he was saying, I love you, I was just like, that's something that we act like we're scared to do. Yeah. Now, if I'm in a gym, if I'm hanging out, I want somebody to be cool enough and, and strong enough in their masculinity to where not to be funny when you work out at the gym and you sweating and the shirt get rolled up. Put my shirt swole, down, bro. man. Put my shirt down when oh. I'm feeling like I'm gay. Right. Or yeah. You gay for saying, put my shirt down. Oh, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, why just... you got to see me struggling right. to get oh, my yeah. shirt down? I'm trying to see the butt crack. I'm trying to see the butt crack. I'm just like, just let me, just pull, just pull, pull it down. Yeah, that's the issue that guys have because I tell my girls, I just told our teeth some while ago. So it's just kind of like, I tell. What my titty look like? Uh, I, I can't play with you, but <laughs> look, look, that stop, happens though. Stop. That happens though. We went like me and my girlfriend went to Rihanna, and we was like, "It's like, girl, no, you don't need to wear that because oh. that's making one of them look bigger than the other one." And you it's gotta like, be able to. It's, it's like, you gotta, hey, and one thing about it, like one we thing, got, we got two minutes, then we're gonna take a break. Go okay, cool. One thing about it, like anytime me or Chris go out, and we were like, "Hey, man, what type of function is it? Oh, uh, what what we finna do?" At the end of the day, if he don't look right, you're not. Josh don't look right. Right, but that's real. That is saying? so real. If I see somebody, right. if somebody look ragged up, like where her friend? Yeah, where her friend? Her Where's friend? Her, her, her friend? Like that? Yes, no. that is so real. No, that's you real. can't do that. If you look bad, your friend. Both uh-uh. y'all look bad. Y'all look bad together. You look bad as a unit. Yeah, as a unit. <laughs> Witness the person who comes to the door. You said somebody was Jehovah Witness that you knew, right? Oh yeah, my grandmother was. Did she was she uh put a put a foot in the door type Jehovah Witness? She was a <laughs> she was feet to the pavement type. Of, uh, I had one I, put a foot in the door. Oh like, no, I tried no. to close it. Like I, I know God, I'm good. I, I, and they put their foot in the door. It was a white dude though. Oh man, I, I remember both of my grandmothers was at an event and they basically was at a table together, pulling out Bibles and and watchtowers and. It was a very heated debate. Or some Christian bloods. <laughs> oh, so one grandmother was not Jehovah's Witness. Right. Oh, okay, okay, got it. One of them was very Kajik. Kojik. Kojik. I used to say Kajik, too, until yeah. somebody told Kajik. me. Kojik. Like, Kojik. My pronunciation is what, that's what they told me to do. Yeah. C-O-G-I-C-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-K-O-
you know, I stepped out because our ancestors got this in my DNA. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Are you that. out of your mind? Yeah, I ain't. A, that's unlearning learned behavior. I get that. We have a problem. Yeah, I think that. But I do think it's something to it. And, uh, and, and I was talking to, you know, and the reason I brought this up is a girl at my job. And she was just like, I don't, you know, black men need to learn to step it up. And they cheating. And they do. I was like, all of them are not like not this. Not all of them. And what man are you attracting for it to consistently be this way? And what are you, what are you giving off? Sometimes I feel like we got to look at ourselves to see what we're giving off. Right. But what I was going to say is I was like, I do think some of us in our DNA subconsciously, because if you know the story of slavery, then you know that when certain white slave owners could not keep black slaves in line and stop rebelling, they went out to the West Indies and got, um, what does that do? Lynch. Lynch. The William Lynch law. And he basically was teaching them how to basically find the strongest one tie them to two horses, hit that ass, and let them run in a different direction until they split the black man in half. Mm. When they were able to, able to subjugate them to all of these things that they were doing to them, they then went and found the buck, which was the strongest one on the plantation, and they would make it to, to have more of him, which is why they try to say athletes are so versatile and, and how skilled they are. They would take the buck and make him breed mm-hmm. amongst every plantation and make him travel around the South breeding so he didn't know what home was. They knew if they took the father out of the home and separated the kids at an early age from their mothers, you could break the structure of a home. So no matter, I don't think you should use it as an excuse, but I do feel like subconsciously. Okay, so, okay, it's acknowledged. Okay, yeah. let's, let's acknowledge it. And go Okay, now it. what? Yeah, I'm saying I that. mean, but okay, you're right. You're right. True. It, it's in your DNA, whoop de whoop blah, blah, right blah. It's in, yes. Okay, but I get it. I'm teaching but now, at the though. same time. This is a teaching time, thing because people don't know this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know once that. Once you know, okay, once now you know. Yeah. I didn't know that. So now, okay, 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 <laughs> let's say you, you find this out. I find this information out. So am I supposed to be like, oh, I understand now. Lemonade, it's lemonade. okay. It depends on where it comes from. It's okay. It I depends understand. on where it stems from. <laughs> right. I do believe it's, it depends on what it stems well, from. I think people too, put too much weight. And cheating, I do think cheating is wrong. I cheating do, is wrong. but I do think like let's get to the root of what it is. Some men do make excuses, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like not being funny. Like if I was talking to you about cheating and mm-hmm. that's how you came up, I'm gonna shut down automatically because some people. If you, reason, if we were in a relationship, yeah, if we were in a relationship. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I wouldn't talk about like that I, I in a relationship. Yeah, so I wasn't consistently this a cheater. A that wasn't who I, I was. <laughs> but for me, I know I did used to blame the way I couldn't love and the way I couldn't really be around women and deal with women because my father was never there. Mm-hmm. And in, at at some point, yes, at a certain point, it became as a crutch and an excuse that I used it as. But in the beginning, before somebody caught me on my shit and made me realize it goes deeper. Mm-hmm. I had to think about some of these things because sometimes some men don't know why know why they cheat. It's literally like putting on a fucking shoe yeah. and going about your day. I believe my views are so strong because I have talked to several men who mm-hmm. acknowledge that, that they cheat and they say they, they do it because they want to. Like their, their woman has their woman's doing nothing wrong. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with her. It's just something that they want to do. So I guess I'm speaking from situations like that. It's just kind of like yeah. But that speaks to that type of man as well. It's many. It's many different factors. Yeah, you just right. really can't put your finger on one, one particular right, one. Yeah. Right. There we go. You know what I'm saying? It could be lifestyles. You know, people can make a lot of money and like, well, health. Yeah. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm making a million dollars. I don't care. She, right. ain't, yeah. she ain't about that life. I, I got three more behind me. Mm. Or it can it can be hereditary. You know, a lot of people. Science is deep. Science. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that goes back to with the Willie Lynch situation. You know what I'm saying we were breeded a certain way, so subconsciously so in our DNA that is there. Yeah. But at the same time, is it a point now we can unteach that? Right. Because we're in position to now to have strong families, which is very 
uh, pre- needed now more than ever mm-hmm. because we as we see, everything kind of goes in a, in a cycle. Yeah. We, we at, you know what I'm saying, systematic oppression with a lot of different, now it's not really slavery anymore, it's yeah. laws. It's laws, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we should be smart enough to understand the laws that are in place to prevent, you know, mass incarceration yeah. on the Bill Clinton administration right. and stuff like that, that are, you know, removing, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, nonviolent offenders. Putting them in jail just because they got a little dime sack. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. You can, like, 10 years. Now, earlier, it's 26. In in 2016, there's really no excuse for, you know, like when you were talking in reference to religion. Yeah. It's 2016. There's There's no reason for you to not know these things or for you to not be able to unlearn, you said, learn behavior. Unlearn. So there's no. It's called Google. It's Google. She has it all. Yeah, you're looking at all those fight videos and uh, TMZ and World Star and all that good stuff. I mean, educate yourself. Exactly. But I think, and the reason I always tell that story, because I know people who've heard me say that, like, you always say that. But like Josh, he just said, I didn't know that. I didn't know. And it's like you said, Gabriel, it's not to be used as an excuse, Mm -hmm. but it is to educate and inform people because some people don't know why they do what they do, which is why psychology, being a, a psychologist, is booming. Mm-hmm. Because people don't Boom know these, yeah, you know, they don't know these answers. They right. don't know why they do some of these mm-hmm. things. That's why right. it is a marriage council because the, the the marriage counselor can sit down and say, okay, you've cheated twice. Okay, this is a little deeper. Even for those guys who say I cheat because I want to cheat, do you really? It's, no. it's, right, yeah. it's a root cause. It's a root cause to every guy. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't just everything. out there saying. Oh, I like this. It could, it could be something as simple as I saw ass and I liked ass. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go back to your granddaddy. Was he a Rolling Stone? Well, let's go back mm-hmm. to did your daddy respect your mom to where all you see is ass and titties on a woman? Mm. It goes so deeper. And if you ask the right questions, you will be able to chip away at Absolutely. that rock and find out what's on the inside of that Absolutely. rock. Right. And and also your your community also. And when I say community, I'm 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 gonna speak about me personally. Yeah. When I was growing up as a kid. They were basically telling me, hey, Sonny, you're handsome. You're very handsome. He's going to be a player when you oh, get yes. old. Oh, yes. He's going to be this when he uh, get a older. Ladies man. A, a ladies man. And, and you just keep hearing this. And for a moment, I was like, I'm going to be a ladies man. What is a ladies man? I'm going to be a player. What is a player? Yeah. So once I start understanding, I'm like, yeah, I am handsome. I am. I, maybe I should get this woman, this woman to show that, yeah. I, I agree with what y'all was saying that yeah. I, I am handsome, I am a player. And then you, you start thinking about what did they tell my sister when she was growing up? She was pretty. Oh, she's going to be uh, uh, someone's um, best, I mean, someone's wife. Wife, yeah. She's going to be someone's wife. So basically, she's growing up like, when I get old, I'm going to be someone's wife. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me you teaching one person to be a player. Why are you teaching the other person to be a wife? Right. I feel, I feel like that's how a, a lot of issues come about. Because, like I said, men are being taught that me or boys are being taught that, you know, of course, you shouldn't cry. You, you need a man cry. up. Yeah. You should, you know, be, be with different girls. Because my son, my son likes these two girls and their sisters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you cannot... Then you cannot do that. But then when I tell a guy, he was like, he was like Man, it's, cool. It's, it's cool. cool. it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, let him, let him, he, he yeah. young. Let, let him, him, let him, let yeah. him play. Yeah, girl. Right. And let I'm like, play. no, I'm not fixing to teach him that that's okay, that he can like these two girls and their sisters. Right. Like, that is not okay. And so I Been feel like. the future too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's another <laughs> right. thing. The media. The media also show us future. And also all these models that's not real that mm-hmm. uh, that they made themselves like that and uh, yeah, right <laughs> and so True. so basically you see you see all these women future is basically your role model because you basically listening to them every mm-hmm. day and you thinking like maybe that's how I want I want to be like that when right. I grow up 
Right. Yeah, we have unrealistic measurements unrealistic. Of, of people, whether it's a man or a woman. You know, some women have these fantasies of what a man should be because, for one, they never had, like, a decent man in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I think some people choose alternative lifestyles a lot of times because they've been damaged so much about, you yeah. know, a person that's supposed to be in, in their lives and influential that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So they instantly kind of cast away, you know what I'm saying, their perception, you know what I'm saying, having that person involved or their view on, you know, a certain gender. Um, on the other end, you know, like, for example, my girlfriend, you know, I didn't grow up in the best environment. So, you know, my perspective is very close to Josh, you know what I'm saying, or to where, you know, we had uncles that had like 14 kids, yeah. you know what I'm saying, about 10 baby mamas, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, you don't have that structure like, man, you know, expressing your feelings, you know, handling your finances, you know what I'm right. saying, how to talk to different, right. you know what I'm saying, people. Then I kind of learned that as I got older on my mm-hmm. own through trial and error, through the military and in the corporate <laughs> world. But, you know what I'm saying, I can see the difference with how I, how I grew up and versus how my girlfriend grew up. She grew up in a two-parent household. They're yeah. highly educated. They're very involved. You know what I'm saying? Her her views on life is completely different. Right. You know what I'm saying? And her in her age of being like about 30 compared to my age of being 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mine is very, you know what I'm saying, not really structured. You know, I think kind of, I think more not negatively right. than positively. Right. So I think that goes with like what Josh was saying is that t- the way you touch, t- teach your kids early, that's, mm-hmm. it's going to dictate their future in life. Because yeah. that's how I do with my daughter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you're going to get a husband. Yeah. You're going to go you're going to college. Yeah. yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I put it into a school where it's a diverse environment. It's just not black. It's not just all white. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, it's like my brothers, for example, they went to a very prominent school here in that, like St. Mark's. It's all white kids. They're like right. five black kids. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of issues for us. Right. Because that's, 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 that's not real. It's not life. That's not real life. It's not real life at right. all. So basically, I, I feel like if us as a community, we can come together and like teach our younger kids our, our younger men or boys that hey you need to grow up and be the foundation of your household you need to grow up and be someone's husband don't cheat you don't cheat you know right, we need to right. tell we need to tell them that because they got they look up to us right because i looked up to my dad my uncle my cousins they said i was gonna be a player so that's what i wanted to yeah. be and yeah. if you cheat on it yeah i think a lot of times people cheat and it's like they look to blame and it's like okay well why did you do it and then maybe if you did it for a reason that was lacking there with her, you address that issue right. or address that shit first. Mm. Because we all know what makes us happy. Right. What doesn't yeah. make us happy. We all know what's leading us to that cliff of saying, I'm about to mess around with somebody. Else. Be honest enough to say it, because at the end of the day, if you really care about that person and you know, like if I'm with Gabrielle and I know Gabrielle ain't cooking enough. Let's just some. Right. And then I go out and the London girl start cooking for me. And then you find out about it. And I'd be like, well, you didn't cook. And it's like, well, shit, I, if I knew that before but this I is even the thing. did it. Okay, so at what point are you speaking about cheating in a relationship as far as like marriage or, or a, just a committed long-term relationship? or Because my uh, thing is, if it's, a, if it's a relationship that say it's six, seven months, yeah. why would I cheat? Why would I just not end the relationship? You oh, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? No, that's, that. that's versus that's versus easy. Well, no, I'm saying versus no, because I mean, when I was married, of course I get it, and mm-hmm. I, my marriage was not perfect. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you should leave. And people, when people say you should just leave, that's yeah. not. I don't think that's Nobody real either. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, it depends on the severity of your relationship exactly. mm-hmm. as to what my reaction is going to be. Because at some point, you can just leave. Yeah. Or you know, I understand. I mean, I don't understand, but yeah. you know, what I'm trying like to say. Like you said, at three months, I think I'm about. I'm like, right. At, yeah. like, at seven yeah. months, right. I don't have nothing to lose. Right. Yeah, at seven months to a year, it's a possibility that you have grown feelings yeah. for this person, depending on what it is, and maybe it's because I mean, if I'm being honest, when me and Artesia first start talking, I'm I told her, first of all, like she just wasn't giving it up like that. Oh. Right. And I was like, okay. What's wrong she with made her? Me, she Put made me work. work. She made me work. Work, 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 work. So, but at the beginning, I was honest enough to say I was on a roll. 
Yeah. And I was just like, hey, uh, whenever you're really ready, let me know because I know I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And then I was honest enough once we really started getting more serious, I was like, hey, before it ever comes back up and anybody able to throw it in your face, the first three, four months we was talking, I was I messed with this girl and this girl. Mm-hmm. And I was able to tell her and she was like, oh, I kind of figured. You know, she's like, I kind of figured because I knew and I, I we had a talk and sh- I was honest and I wouldn't get none at the but that's time. That's the thing. But I, I feel like you have to be honest with a person and let me decide which, what, what, what I, I want to do with this. Right. Don't keep yeah. it. Don't keep it from me. And you are, are you know, essentially deciding for me. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me to be honest with me. And if I decide to stay, let me let, let me, me make, make, make let, let me, me make a decision for my life. My right. Thoughts in my body. Right. But that, I was straight up honest with her. Like when we first started, I was just like, you know what? I remember even I've told the story before. I tried to kiss you like, nah. And I was no like, kissy? Okay. I was like, my bad. I was like, my bad. Okay, maybe I'm moving too Cooties. fast. Maybe I'm oh, used at her. She over there smile like, yeah, I told him no. I showed it. I showed it. I don't want to give him nothing. A shoulder brush. Nothing. No seductive looks. Nothing. Yeah, she poked the booty out when she hugged him. Every time. Every time. Every time he come to get me, I wear the most clothes ever. I'm going to put a hat on for you don't even see my hairline. Put a nun outfit on. I'm going to put a nun outfit on. Send me a picture. A picture? I'm going to send you a text. A picture back? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Oh uh, no, man! No, but that's but no, real, that's though. commendable. Yeah, it, it's real. And, and, it's and when not. a and when a woman do that, that's almost like wow. You have so much more respect. You for really yeah, do. that'll be the first as, yeah. time. Man, I'm like, hey, yeah, I ain't never had nobody say no to no me, me like, like that. that. Yeah, because yeah. when it happened, I was just like, mm. and then I even talk, like we even talked afterwards, <laughs> like a couple months down the line. I ain't gonna lie, like I told her, I was like, yeah, I went and got some from somebody else. Yeah. That, later that night, because I was like, this. I can't go out 0 for 1 for the night. Oh. But, I got to do 1 for But two. I'm saying more women should do they that. Really hey, should. Yeah. Because, at the, no. you know, I have this conversation with my friends. Very it's true. like, you know, especially, you know, I have noticed, like, since so many people are moving from elsewhere to Texas, you know what I'm saying, they realize certain culture differences or whatever. So, for example, I talk to a lot of women that are not from Dallas, per se. They say, well, the men here, they're very laid back. They're not very forward. You know what I'm saying? They want the women to do all the work. I'm like, well, you have to understand, like, here in Dallas, you know what I'm saying, you know, I guess. That's so true. Okay, there we go to validate that. You know, <laughs> is that guy, certain guys, not all of us, don't, I hate when I say all, you can all, say most yeah. or mm-hmm. some, you know, yeah. whatever. Is this that small? Hey, I, Yeah, okay. no, I'm she, just saying, no, I was oh, just okay. using other words. Oh, okay, no, 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 I, I no. thought she was like, a lot? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't like none of you, a lot of y'all. No, I was just saying, but, uh, other but words What I'm all. saying is a lot of us are kind of. <laughs> Understand kind of the, the ratio thing, so we'll be like, well, well, you might say no, which shoot, I got three more yeah, girls and yeah. say yes. Um, but I think we shouldn't think that way. And on the, on the other end, I think more women, especially from Dallas, you know, they quick to kind of give it up and be a little bit more forward because they trying to be on that thing. I'm looking for a man. I need a man in my life. Mm-hmm. But I think as a coalition, women should get together and be more like artesia Like, well, you know what? Uh, you cute and everything, but I'm gonna I'm 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 make you work hard for it. Wow. Right. We need to change that. You know what I'm saying? Mindset because man, these kids like behind us. Like I, I do a they lot wildin'. of like mentoring with they these kids. Man, they they kissing, feeling on booties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At 9, 10 years old, they already trying to have sex yeah. and feeling on... My little girl, 10, I say, get away from her <laughs> right now. So we have Let's to set that example. That's crazy because my son is 10 and he'll be on the phone. like Get away So he'll be her. on the phone with some girl and I'm like, get off the phone. Where's her mama at? Like, right. you know, it's like, why right. is she on the phone with you? But get off the, the phone. What time is it when he doing it? Well, this is like during the summer because Cameron can't talk on I mean, the phone during the week. Daylight? He can't. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. But no, no, no. For real, like over no over Christmas break, oh, okay. over Christmas break, we were at my grandma's house, yeah. and it was like nine o'clock. Oh yeah. And I was like, who are you talking to at nine o'clock? And what are y'all talking about? Mm. The two sisters. I don't know. They all on three way. They all and three I was way. like, oh, well, good. you know, like man, the, he good. He really. Yeah, he good. got damn. He, hey, he need to. Hey, hey, no. we he need to stop that. Yes. <laughs> right. Hey, we need to bring him in. Hey, here. hey, hey bring him on. Put him on the mic. And take notes. <laughs> He need to stop that. <laughs> and then his answer be he'll probably like, how you get two girls on the phone? Oh, I gave my I gave one one I gave one my milk at lunch and the other one I gave one. No, they're sisters. They're sisters. They live together. So he's on the phone, but they each have their own phone. So I don't know their kids, but they're each on their own phone. I wish phone. I would have had my own phone. She's not getting a phone. Other girl, she's not getting a phone yet. And I'd be so mad. I'm like, get on the phone. So he can't talk on the phone. And I feel like I kind of feel weird because I know he's gonna be that that boy at school like. Well, Why can't he talk to girls? But I'm not. I'm, no, we gonna wait. Well, it's we, it, we at the same wait. point. You can never be too overprotective of your kids. No, no, uh, because I let on the weekend, just not during the week, not during the week, not after like seven o'clock business yeah. hours. I need to shut it down. I know, like me and Joss, we always talking about like with my goddaughter Josie, his daughter. Yeah. You know, when she get about start dating, we are gonna do like the bad boys re- yeah. rendition. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm gonna be Will. He gonna How be you? Martin. You look thirty five. <laughs> you like men. <laughs> Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you know You can't be too Overprotective of your kids Because if you don't like uh, Let your kids To kind of like Go out into the world And kind of figure stuff out A lot of times They're going to go They're going to be Wilding mm-hmm. out And exactly. you don't want your kid To be that kid To be wilding out So you know what I'm saying You have to kind of Gradually introduce your kids To the various situations And right. opportunities And exposure I know mm-hmm. I always talk about Exposure Exposing so your kids To different things yeah. Different like cultures Different Food. ethnicities Food oh, yeah. Food Cause Location pro- I yeah. mean the prime examples Was yesterday You know what I'm saying Some of the kids That we work with From South Oak Cliff You know what I'm saying They graduated high school And we took them out To Dallas Chop House Ooh Is it is it okay I don't know Keep oh, talking the probate. Hey. But anyway You know One of the girls uh, Ordered a steak But you know what I'm saying As Who black people Who paying the Dallas Chop House. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as typically black people from the hood, we used to everything being well done when it comes to oh, meat. Yeah, right, oh, right. man. And if you don't state yeah. that. And if you're black. not exposed to how to right. correctly order your meal right. as far as steak, you know what I'm saying? You know you get it medi- medium well or raw or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then when she got it, you know what I'm saying? She didn't even eat it. I'm like, that's a $60 steak. Ma'am, I need you to put some hot sauce or something on that because you need Send to eat that. Right. <laughs> medium well? No, no she gotta, yeah, she it was medium well. well. You really don't she want, got she, Well, she asked, she asked for well. I mean, she asked, she wanted well done, but she added, asked for uh, medium well. She told him medium. She didn't know what she oh, wanted. Right, okay. she didn't want what she wanted. When she saw all that red, she thought it was like nasty, wasn't oh. good. Right. But again, she's like, well, my daddy always, you know what I'm saying, orders the most expensive thing. He gets well done. Yo, but daddy like, well, here right your now. daddy is wrong, boo. Sorry. You need to order medium yeah. well when it comes to steak. So it's just exposure. It's right. True, yeah. Man. I take myself, like, Cameron, how to use chopsticks. We were eating sushi. Like, I try to take him to some, because I remember this was probably, so he'll be 11 this year. So maybe like, I don't know, three years ago, we went to Hattie's for my birthday. And we got there. You know, Hattie's got, you know, they got the white. Right. He's like, this is nice. We in the restaurant. <laughs> and he said, this is so, look at this. I was like, <gasps> I was like, calm down. Stop, calm stop. down. So Sam. then, like, from that point on, like, we always, like, my mom would take him to, like, she took him to, uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Nose, like the play, the stage play. So we always, I always try to do different things with him, other yeah. than the norm. Like let's go to Chili's, let's go to, Chili's, let's yeah. go to you know good. the movies or whatever. Because I don't want him to be somewhere, you know, twenty five or you know nineteen, ordering his steak. You know, well done, because medium well or, or medium well, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Medium and and well. one thing, one thing about like once you start raising kids, and I feel like it's a community effort, is for like my goddaughter Aubrey, uh, I try to instill things into her that Chris probably didn't have yeah. or 
uh, just like Chris trying to instill things into Jocelyn that I I don't have. You know what I'm saying? So we basically try to have like a a family setting to mm-hmm. everything that we do. I have a friend that's named Damien. He have two kids. I have a friend named Quasi. He have two kids, and we all try to help each other. And so if he needs to go out of town to Seattle, and he say, I don't have a babysitter. I need kids to be dropped off. He called. I got you. Yeah. I got you, man. And, and that's the thing that we have to we got to start helping each other out. Be a community, man. Be a community, man. You got to. I wanted to talk about uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. I was watching a video of him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Which one? I, I wanted to pull it up, but I meant to bring it up, but I got in a little late today. But it's one where he's talking about he doesn't acknowledge. <laughs> what you laughing at? Drina said, uh, ain't nothing wrong with a damn well done steak. <laughs> what up, Drina? What's up, Drina? <laughs> She's a fool, man. Yeah. Drina is a fool. And everybody don't like no goddamn black steak. <laughs> Get it medium well done. Yeah, medium well done. Black, black, black. But we were, uh, Umar Johnson was talking about interracial relationships and marriages, and he was saying he does not acknowledge any black man or black woman who is dating anybody outside their race. And he went mm. into, like, the historical context of it, and he was just like, I know he talked about in Nigeria, he was like, in certain parts of West Africa, where black women were, Asian men were marrying black women because of the wealth to recreate and re, um, whatever. Distribute. Di- redistribute. The money. Thank yeah. you. The money and mm. finance and wealth because blacks, you know, in that part of the country, in that country, were well off. Right. And he was talking about how, think about it, he's like, black men, you know, they get to some elite status, the ball player, the movie star, whatever, oh, okay. and he's like, yeah. they date these white women. When these men die, because white women, or women, period, outlive men, mm. your money, your wealth is being redistributed to the white people, so not a black person. Then he talked about how the power of, like, having a mixed kid and you have to have some loyalty to your white mother or your white father. And he was like, if you die or if something happens in your divorce, their loyalty lies a lot of times with that white mother, which takes away from the black community. He, he I, You would have to listen to the video. For me, I was like, I get, I kind of get what he's saying. But I was like, you, I don't really preach that because, there, like I said before, there are so many white people who don't even know what their ancestors did. So they're exactly. not even working off of racism mm-hmm. some white people just don't know no. they don't know they don't get it mm-hmm. they don't understand it mm-hmm. i'll post the video up on the website later because it was like a five minute video where he mm-hmm. talked about it and he was like i will not acknowledge it i've heard some counterparts before say they don't acknowledge interracial relationships and they feel like black men who do it are sellouts and then i know certain people who have family members who are dating somebody that's outside of that and i'm like well how do you really feel about mm-hmm. that though well well if you if you if you think about it if a black man marry a white woman and you trying to do more for your race, don't don't you think that be able to open up more doors that you couldn't open? And you diluting the white one. There you go. So and you get some if, of their wealth. And you get some of their wealth because if you have kids with that, with um, someone of a different race, that makes them still black. It does. That's how the police going to see it. But the thing is, though, is he just not acknowledging bi- uh, um, interracial relationships where the man is black? Because, uh, you no, know, my said, best friend no, he is... said both ways. I know, but what I'm saying, yeah. just like what you were saying, like these, you know, celebrity men. I yeah. mean, I guess maybe that was just your example, just referencing men. Yeah, I'm trying the to the man being the, the black person and then the woman being the person of the other race. Because, you know, you know, my best friend, who's a black woman, is married to a white man. And I don't know this, for, you know... For sure, because I ain't looking at no bank statements, but I would think, I'm thinking that she makes more than he does. Yeah. So, you mm. know, it's just kind of like, it's not always the the man who's who's providing and being the, the, the person that's black. Can you hear this? Outside of their race, 
Yeah. Do the this way, Anthony. All right, let me turn it back up. Hold on, y'all. No, that's uh, very true. I guess why why you doing that? Um, I, what, I, what I can say is, you know, I don't I don't think you know the the white settlers didn't realize that one day that you know since slavery would be over and that you know we will have the America that we have today, today. where it's very integrated because yes. you know as uh, millennials, you know what I'm saying? We, we really don't think about that. You know, we got friends from all different backgrounds, all and different we don't even think about what yeah. your great great grandmother. It's like in the back of our mind, but we're not blaming you per se. Yeah, what no, happened? You I'm know what I'm saying? Now you're not as long as you're not treating us that way. I'm gonna play a little clip of it. Tell me if you get here. Right now, we have a global situation where a lot of Africans, men and women, are dating outside okay. of their race because they believe we live in a post-racial society. Understand the four stages of white supremacy. First, white supremacy establishes itself. White supremacy then maintains itself. White supremacy then expands itself. And then white supremacy refines itself. We are in the stage of refinement. Refinement means that white supremacy has perfected the art of not looking like white supremacy. For example, you see a lot of African men marrying outside of their race all across the world. But they fail to recognize that the woman they're marrying, who's normally a white woman, belongs to the global white supremacist order. So although he's the husband and she's the wife, she still has the power. At any point in that... My low battery, real quick. <laughs> At any point in that relationship, she can pick up a telephone, accuse him of a particular crime, and regardless That's of true. whether he committed or not, his whole life is over. would be changed. Yeah. Furthermore, we have to recognize that women live longer than men. So if I, as an African man, marry a European woman, or a Chinese woman, or an East Indian woman, or an Arab woman, whatever wealth I accumulated in my life, when I die, my wealth goes over to the woman of that race. We need that money to build the institutions and industries. So how does a black man with full consciousness who claims to be loyal to his mother and loyal to his people marry a woman who is not in the image of his mother, whom he knows after he dies is going to take his resources and give them to her race, not his Marrying outside of your race for an African man anywhere on earth is one of the greatest acts of racial betrayal, treason, and treachery. It is absolutely, absolutely intolerable and disrespectful to black women. With so few black women finding husbands, how do you find it within your soul to marry somebody else's daughter who you know is only eloping with you because you have education, income, economics, privilege, position, or property. These women are not marrying poor black men. They're marrying well-educated black men on purpose. It has nothing to do with love. If it was about love, why can't we find rich East Indian women, rich Chinese women? But see, that's why I said I wanted you to hear him. Because he's, uh, yeah. he's spitting the way he's spitting. I couldn't give it like that. I, when he says it, it's like, this is what I'll say. I get where he's coming from. I understand building the black community. I do. But that shit is dangerous. That message could be dangerous depending on how you're looking at it. If you change this skin color, what are we talking about right now? Racism. That's why I was like, this is a strong. This is It goes back to the thing. Uh, Can black people be racist? That was, yes. That's a good question. I've heard people say it, and I've heard people say maybe no. not racist, maybe prejudice, no. maybe said, not racist. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying racist. Can black people be racist? I, I, I don't think they could be racist. And the reason I said racist is because racism to me, 
we can't we can't systematically oppress somebody. Exactly. That means to that's really what, hold down a whole nother race. Mm-hmm. We can be prejudiced. We could be stereotypical. Mm-hmm. But to say that you are racist when you look at the definition of racism, we can't systematically. We don't even own enough to mm-hmm. even try to be racism, racist or systematically oppress somebody. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get the diction mixed up when mixed, mixed up. When we talk about race, prejudice, and stereotypes, which all are under the same umbrella but encompass different meanings. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can be racist because I don't even Racism think Racism is the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior, inferior or superior to another race and, or races. And we cannot systematically superior be superior to a white person in this day and time with the way the economic system is set up. We can't. That's why I say no. I mean, we have tried. You know, I'm I'm a big historian. You know, yeah. um, I'm, I try not to base so much of my um, views on history because you need to be open to other options. You but do. I mean, everything is full circle. Each generation, everything even is. though we're new to being on Earth, a lot of the stuff that we're encountering happened before us. Right. Um, we have Black Wall Street. You got Rosewood. You know, you got communities in Black uh, Negro Tulsa. communities and uh, which yeah. is Black Wall Street yeah. Yeah. and um, like in Florida and stuff like that. We have tried to sustain our own communities, and what happened? You know, the KKK have infiltrated infiltrated into like the government yeah. and come right. bombing and mm-hmm. you know, you know, to, t- to uh, Tuskegee. You know, what I'm saying uh, experiments and stuff like that. You know, on us, Cotel Pro. Yeah, Cortel Pro Panthers, with the yeah, Black Panthers, Panthers. Yeah. and a lot of times with the Black Panthers, they initiate a lot of program government programs that, that are existing today. Hear about. Yeah, you know. But you know, our kids and most of us don't even know about that. You and wouldn't have free lunch if it wasn't for Black right. Panthers. We would, right? Yeah. And I just I'm gonna leave this point. I don't. I think we like, do better if we knew more no, about no ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think what happened was not the white people of today, but the white people yeah. of yesterday. Oh, try to wash out history. They they either burnt our history, you know what I'm saying? We we worded a lot of the books and stuff or you know, and and so we couldn't really read to figure mm-hmm. out exactly, you know what I'm saying, where we from and understand ourselves. That's why during slavery you couldn't read a book. Because yeah, right. you know they knew the power in it. The power Obviously it goes man. back to Malcolm X, you know what I'm saying? Education is the passport of the future. Or it belongs to, to the ones who week. prepare yeah. for it today. His birthday was yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday. Yeah, he'd be ninety one actually. Yeah. yeah. I just be wondering like what would it have been like if Malcolm X Martin Luther King, all of them would have lived. I probably I probably be Muslim. I ain't gonna lie. I probably would be too. Like, I hear Malcolm speak, man. What, like, I'm what, down, bro. Yeah, I, I'm no like, more bacon. Oh, that's passion, man. <laughs> I love bacon, boy. Yeah, I love some bacon. I don't know. I have to. That'll be my hypocrite. Like, can I have a, an exclusion? <laughs> yeah, I'll be a, a day. I'll be right, on uh, right. Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? With a newspaper with the bow tie on. Yeah. And if you go in South Dallas, you know what I'm saying? They got a, a huge uh, Muslim just, um, uh, center on MLK. On, if you go down the weekends, you yeah. can see the brothers and the sisters out. Well, yeah. the brothers selling newspapers. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of the street. You know, I'll probably be one of them brothers. In 110 degree weather. 110. 110. But they never sweat. They don't. It's like God <laughs> is watching over them. Yeah. Like he they got his hand. They got dry feet. They got something. Because that shit, you don't see it. Hey. With you speaking of South Dallas, I wanted to talk locally before the show is over with. What do you feel about the gentrification that's happening in oh, South Dallas man. and Oak Cliff area? Let's bring it home right now. Um, you know, I deal a lot with that. You know what I'm saying? The different issues I have going on, you know, in the right. city with the mayor's store council and, uh, you know, part of this real estate council uh, advisory board or whatever. Um, actually, the problem is black people. True. Yeah. Why? It's because, you know, um, for example, like Holland Park. Holland Park is one of the wealthiest cities in the nation. I think it's like top five. Yeah. President uh, Bush even staged there. Top five, top Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. Um, and, and you'll notice that what they're doing in their own communities, instead of like moving to the suburbs and stuff, mostly, you know what I'm saying? What they do is, you know what I'm saying? They redevelop in their own communities. Yeah. So 
what happens with that is, you know what I'm saying, their wealth stays in their community. <laughs> if you didn't know anything about the education system for us public school systems, the money that goes into the school system is based on your property taxes. Yeah. So the higher your property taxes, the better your education is going to be. Uh, on the other end, with black people, what we, we do like is, yeah, we'll move to the suburbs, which I'm not knocking anybody moves to the suburbs for a better life or more land or whatever. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Once you do that, you're leaving your communities to plight to gentrification. And it's really right. the black people is leaving it to gentrification to happen because we're living to, we're moving to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I like staying in the city. You know what I'm saying? I work downtown now. You know what I'm saying? I hang out downtown. For, for as me, I like being an unmarried man. The suburbs doesn't really cater to my needs. Right. If you're, you know, if you're married with a whole bunch of kids, you know, suburban life might be for you. But you can do that in the city, mm-hmm. and you know, no knocking to other people. He's like, well, I'm gonna spend so much time commuting to work every day, where I can just catch the train, or I can be like ten minutes to my job. Um, but all that being said, it is black people the problem of gentrification. If we realize just to, you know, fix up our own communities, you know, what I'm saying you won't have no, you don't have to worry about gentrification. I I totally agree with what Chris said. Uh, since uh, I've been flipping. Flipping houses, I have noticed a lot of, of like he said, Highland Park, um, places like that. They basically put money back into their community. Where where do we put money back into? Clothes. Jordans. Clothes, Jordans. And that's not helping us as a community. And, and basically, the book that I'm reading right now, Claude Anderson, Power Economics, is basically you can go and see... You know right now where Vietnamese uh, location is. Yeah. You know right now where Hispanic location is. Right. Where do we go for African American location? Where Where do we put our money in? Pour our money into that community. Resources. Yeah. It's nowhere. People got to understand that uh, when you think about gentrification, it's about out about properties and people. I want to move back to Oak Cliff because the greenery here. Yeah. And, and basically the property that, that we basically have here. And, and when you think about gentrification at, 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 at a whole is we're not putting money back into our community. And a lot of, I know a lot of black people, especially here, you know, I get a lot of people like, hey, man, move to, you know, move to Richardson, move to right. Plano, move no. to. And, I, you know, I literally just talked to a real estate agent the other day, and I was like, hey, I'm looking for something in Oak Cliff. I'm looking for something no no further past East Dallas. You know what I'm Please. saying? In that area. Because, I'm like Chris says, the suburbs don't have nothing. When I go to the suburb, I'm just like, this ain't for me. It's it just feels far in between. Fam- it far feels family-oriented. And like you said, I'm not a fa- I'm not a family man at this point in time. And even if I was, I still would rather be. Mm-hmm. In the city to where like Oak Cliff is right outside the city, but still the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason I even want to live in Oak Cliff is because 45. of, hey, you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey. Who I on here? Hello. Did you is it, go ahead. That's kind of loud. Who is it? Who we got on the line? Uh, this is Chauncey. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, oh, this, like my classmate, Chauncey? This is your classmate, Chauncey. Okay, what's good with you? I know what you got to say. You got to speak on Dr. Umar? Yeah, just just in 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 particular to um, <laughs> on the effects of the children. Okay, um, how the the children tend to to migrate one way or another. And I think it's an interesting discussion because in in one of my um, Facebook mom groups just the other day, uh, we had a pretty interesting discussion on um, how we raise our biracial children. So um, if you have a child, and particularly if the child's father is not black, um, do you raise them? 
understanding um, the ramifications of being black, the different experiences that they're they're going to go through, um, the hardships that they're going to encounter. Do you do that at a small age, or do you kind of you know just let it ride? Um, and, and I found it very interesting how it was really split down the middle, um, half and half on that. So I just kind of wanted to chime in um, on Dr. Umar's perspective and, and kind of my point of view when it comes to that. No, and, and we definitely want that. Uh, to, so, the, so the listeners understand why you called in. Chauncey is black and your husband is of what race? Um, he's, he's Vietnamese. He's okay. actually... He identifies as Vietnamese, he's, okay. um, which I, I guess kind of further delves into it. But his father is Vietnamese, and his mother is half white, half Algerian. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what's your stance on what uh, Dr. Umar had to say? I think it's it's flawed. It's all fallacy. Like it's, and like I said, um, I think he was speaking um, specifically about what's happening in African nations, yeah. not necessarily America. Yeah. Uh, but his point was just that, you know, the only reason that um, a, a white woman wants a black man is for his wealth and for what he has to, you know, offer uh, material-wise. And, and to me, that, number one, it, it makes the black man seem selfless without the things that he has um, to offer material-wise. Um, he, he's not. The black man is powerful just in and of himself. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the first large part of his argument um, is that, just by being him and just by being the black man, he doesn't have enough to offer a white woman. And that the only time she wants him is when he's successful. That's not necessarily true. Um, The the reason that you don't see white women typically with black men that are, um, you know, in a a lower and more impoverished economic um, life point is because they're typically not exposed to white women. I mean, how many hood hood niggas do you see that, you know... (laughs) No Becky around the block. They're You're not right. going nowhere where it's Becky, you know? And when they Becky do so, see they are bug-eyed. Like, <laughs> goddamn, I didn't know this was out here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's not necessarily that the white women are seeking out, yeah. uh, you know, James or Kareem that's got a college degree. It's, it's just those are the only ones that Tyree. they're exposed to. So yeah. I, I just think his argument in general was just was all of it just had so many holes in it. Yeah. And then the, the children and, and where they migrate to. That's just, I don't know. It just, it, it really drove me crazy actually listening to it. it made my teeth itch. <laughs> now, one question I have to have, <laughs> ask you why you're on the phone and you don't have to answer if you, if you don't want to. What are some of the things, if you have experienced some kind of racism because of being married interracially, what kind mm-hmm. of situations have you experienced being in an interracial marriage that may not, you know, that people may not know about? We may hear about it, but you have actually experienced it. If you could tell us a scenario. <laughs> I really haven't run across I'm, I'm, I live in the city so you know I'm in Dallas so I think it would be different if I was in Texarkana and I was in East Texas yeah. and it's a place where people aren't really exposed to it much yeah. but being here in Dallas you have a lot of interracial couples so the only thing I would say that we experience and it's just something that gets on my damn nerves is when we go out to eat people ask if it's separate or same checks they just automatically <laughs> boom because you look different yeah. than like we're co-workers or something like no like we together. Other than that, we really don't. We really don't don't see things like that. Um, and like I said, I think it's because of where we live and yeah. and just the mindset of the people. Um, you know, in, in the city. I wish somebody would bring me a separate check because every time I'm at the table, they bringing a whole goddamn check, check to me. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> my wife, they, they bring my check. Here you go. Hey, let me tell you. Every time it happens, my husband just puts his head down. Yeah. 
you know. I mean, that's, that's uh, what's up I mean, that's being racist a little bit. Yeah, you know, that, little that, bit. Make, that makes yeah. my teeth itch. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm going to steal that one. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> All right, Chelsea, man, we appreciate you Thanks, calling cause. in, man. Thank you. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You have a good one. Thanks. Uh, what was we talking about before we? I forgot. I don't know. Are oh, y'all talking about gentrification? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger, yeah. I mean, Doctor Umar. Yeah, it's. And Doctor you know. Umar goes left or he'll go right. Yeah. You you can agree with him on certain things and disagree, but I feel like that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. So. I just think it's like I said. I just think it's 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 one of those things when I was listening. Like I said, I was just like, if you change this color, people would say just like you have white people who have commented on the post and they're like, that's racist. How could you say that? Mm-hmm. Because you're putting, because he did kind of generalize and put all white women in a box. And like I say, I know white women. I've dated white women, and I didn't have shit when I was dating. But that goes to her to, to, yeah. to Chauncey's point yeah. that you're that you're pretty much dullifying the you know the, the black situation. man that, yeah. that all he had, all brings to the table is, is yeah. money. Yeah. So there's so many yeah. different ways you can look at that, and I think a lot of times with Dr. Umar's speech is so strong. A lot of times, like you said, when mm-hmm. he does it, if you are a weak-minded person who doesn't think oh, more yeah. than just that, you're yeah. gonna follow him, mm-hmm. which is why he has so many followers. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm with his pro black speech about helping yes. out the community, yes. but I am a but at the same time I tell people and I've told people you can be pro black to a fault to where as much as you want to support the black community you, you can also be blinded and mm-hmm. start a division mm-hmm. again and you're actually doing the same thing that some white people exactly. are doing right. mm-hmm. put yourself in one and just because you're black a lot of people don't put as much blame on your shoulder but you carry just as much Which, blame yeah. when you're causing a separation of mm-hmm. people yeah, no because separate. it is about people. Right. No matter, and, and we, I'm telling you right now, as much as I am for the black community, we can't do shit without white people. We Thank can't you. do shit without natives, Thank Hispanics. You. We, if we try to do it by ourselves, just like you said about where do we go in the city to have our black area, our Hispanic yeah. area? They have that area. Yeah. They don't own it all. Don't own yeah. it all. You can't have everything without having mm-hmm. everybody putting their hand in there. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's one reason that goes back to where we need we need that. We and need that. Dallas we need is it. too big of a city we to where we don't have our own area yeah. in Oak Cliff or whatnot. You know, we definitely need that because a lot of times, you know, if you want to have a drink or, you know, like the music you play on this, you know what I'm saying, on the show, I can't find that here in Dallas. Right. right. I don't listen to Top 40 on, on the radio. They're playing the same song, you know what I'm saying, Over 10 there. songs I every day. Yeah. I don't want to listen to that. Right. To yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, well Anthony's playing, well, can I have a bar or a lounge? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And another reason why I like, like a place on the East Coast, like D.C. or in Atlanta, I say there's different levels of black people. Yeah. And Dallas, you either got, you know what I'm saying, one or the other. You don't have, like, a variation. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, for example, and this is a big issue in Dallas for us, like, nightclubs or social um, yeah. hangout spots. You would have a decent black, black, a black place where we would typically hang out. Then months later, you know what I'm saying? It's I good. say, you got black folks and you got niggas. Yeah. Yeah. The niggas start coming in. Yes. And, yeah. and the party promoters, they're like, they all about the green or the dollar, you know what I'm saying? Whether they're in the quality in which to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, make wow. a sustainable, you know what I'm saying, venue. Yep. Then you start filtering us out. Then you have all the niggas in. Next thing you know, you close down a year later. Right. And then yeah. it's dangerous to have. Niggas. Too many of us, not the niggas, but the uppity niggas. Oh. Yeah. Because then, as me as a creative, as I'm me. a creative person. Uh-huh. So I'm like he said, I would like to have like the DC thing where it's a brick wall, it's couches, you know, yeah. don't really care for hookah, but you know, you got your drinks, you got your yeah. cigars and all of that stuff, and you create the setting. You don't have to go somewhere. Let's get together, let's us three, us four, yeah. let's rent out a spot, let's right. bring in people we know and let's create it. That's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like when you get around the uppity people. When it's the uppity blacks, they worse than the white folks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I don't want to be anywhere with with black people where it's like you looking down your nose at me because you don't know me, yeah. or because of what I drive, or because of what I wear. Mm-hmm. Like 
when you I'm go, when I'm going to hang out at hangout spots and I'm like, oh, it's just hanging out, we chilling. Niggas coming in with blazers and suits, not saying nothing hey, about hey, you. Right. I know hey. you don't do that every day, right? But he you got know, capri shorts hey, with yeah, drawstrings. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> came up. Hey, I came a long way. But you know, I've been in I've been in situations. I remember going right. to a meeting and I'm like, all right, we just going to meet, we chilling. Yeah. I came in and I'm like, okay, this guy got a jogging suit on. And he had a blaze on top of it. Nigga, you're going too far. Yeah. You've, 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 you've lost me. You exceeded. You got exceeded, a blazer right? on. With some joggers. Nigga, with a brooch and everything. Like, you're doing too much. You got to kill it. And Back it down. And Look, you can, okay, were y'all at a place that required you to wear a blazer? In we there? was at a, uh, we was like at a place. It was an upgraded IHOP, pretty much. Well, well, me it's personally. It's kind of like going to social. Look, look, oh, look. Okay, me yeah. personally, let uh, me <laughs> throw this in there. Uh, me personally, I work in a in an environment setting where they only wear polos and jeans i don't like that me person when i go into work i like to put on a bow tie i like to put on a a, a, a tie i like to put on slacks i like to put on square toes because me person i feel like i got that respect yeah when i'm at work yeah so anytime that i actually have to go anywhere i i, I feel like i can go anywhere with that outfit that I have yeah. on. You don't have to go home. I don't have do to go home and, and change. If Chris say, hey, we need to do a fundraiser, we need to go to a nonprofit event, I don't need to run to the house yeah. because mm-hmm. I got on jeans and a t-shirt. I'm already ready. And your appearance yeah. speaks for you. And your appearance really do speak it for speaks you. you. Mm-hmm. It speaks for you. I mean, it really does. Now, we only got about four minutes left. Chris, where can they find you on social media, man? Uh, you can find me on Instagram on Christopher B. Lewis and uh, Facebook, Christopher B. Lewis. Any you got any uh, initiatives coming up that you're doing? Um, it goes well. Uh, you know, Josh and I we are the uh, founder and co-founder of uh, Dallas Men Empowerment, Dallas Men Empowerment Network, or Dallas Men, you can, which you can find on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much we mentor you know mainly you know young African American males in Southern Dallas. You know, pretty much all the things that we topics we talked about today, we yeah. try to you know directly influence them whether it's finances, dress, you know how to talk to women, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the cultural and the corporate uh, environment, uh, all that good stuff. Um, we're going to have a Father's Day brunch. What's, come- that, what's the age limit? Or the age range, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, he can be any age. Oh, okay. Any age. Uh, he, he can be a 24-year-old man. Right. To, to how young? <laughs> Uh, five. Oh, okay. Five. Yeah, I say five. I say five. Five. Um, so we having a Father's Day brunch on uh, June the 11th. Um, with the location to be determined, which we should be finding out here within the week. Yeah. And pretty much with our Father's Day brunch, you know, no offense to the moms, they get all the you know, saying recognition and all, all the good the things, Superwoman, the things mm-hmm. they do. But yeah, hey, photographer man. Yeah. Right, yeah, we need that. Pro and bono. on the other end, you know what I'm saying, we want to, you know what I'm saying, acknowledge the fathers. And yeah. on, with that being said, so if you have a, if you're a father, you know what I'm saying, bring your kid, bring all your kids. Um, it's be $10 per uh, father and $5 per child. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to get some sponsorships. So, you know, we can work with you if, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you do not have the funds in which to uh, pay. You know, we're not going to leave you out because uh, we want to build, you know what I'm saying, a community yes. of fathers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because like what me, Josh, and our other friends have, we have a community of, of parents, okay. you know. Know, one thing I might be, I might be I'm like I'm good at math, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying Josh isn't good in like two or three other things. You got somebody yeah. who's good at Spanish. <laughs> 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 you have exceeded the, the age requirements, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that'll be June 11 from 11 to 3. Um, with the venue to be determined. But if you go on Dallas Men Empowerment Network, you see our flyer, mm-hmm. fly, flyer, and you can uh, send us an email at Dallas Men Empowerment Network at gmail.com. Right. And uh, if you want to participate or donate, um, you can go to uh, on our Facebook. There is our um, GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah. 
Um, we coming up where we do always our Thanksgiving drive. You know, uh, last year we did about ten to fifteen families. Right. Where we uh, last year we actually just came out of our pocket. Just something yeah, we, we had to do. Come out of our pocket on that one. Yeah, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? And some of the stories that we heard. You know what I'm saying? One lady. You know, her husband recently died. He didn't have insurance. You know what I'm saying? They just recently moved from like Louisiana or something like that. And the, they was college educated, but you know, like. Life real happens. people, Some real things happen. Yeah, you know life. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we hear stories like that. You know, another lady, she went through some domestic violence issues. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We was able to, you know what I'm saying, you know, give her family a big old box with a turkey, turkey. and stuff like and that. So we do that every year around uh, Thanksgiving. Then Hall- obviously. Halloween costume as well. Josh can talk about that. Halloween costumes. We give uh, 30 costumes away each year to uh, low-income families. Uh, we, we basically go to a Walgreens or a Walmart and we just post up and, and speak to the kids and let them know that hey, I, we know you have role models such as basketball players and rappers but we, we, we're here in the community and basically just trying to give you uh, Halloween costumes. Yeah, you know, the small like things it. like that yeah. uh, uh, goes farther. Yeah. So basically we try to do something every year uh, every month uh, going back to the community. And basically, on the on the Father's Day brunch on June 11th, uh, we basically trying to give back to the fathers, and we trying to create a community yeah. of fathers. And if you see a, a a picture of of a father and his his kid or his kids with a group of other fathers and kids, that speaks volumes. Yeah, it says I can do it. Or it I said I can that. do it. Yeah. Or or if whenever I am going to be a father, I can reach out to Chris or Josh and ask them. Hey, how how can I raise my kid to be like this? Yeah. Or how, what are you doing for this particular for thing? Particular so, person, yeah. and just one thing on top of that, you know, there are a lot of single family households. Yes. So if you if your child does not have a male role model in his life, still reach out to us because yes. you know we'll sponsor your child. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to say fathers fathers with kids only. Yeah. You no, know, not if you even if, if you're not a father, you have a little cousin, a nephew. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, you might be his father figure in his life. Right. Hey, bring him too. So I just want to leave that to like the mothers out there. I don't want to feel like you neglected or left out. You know, you have a child, please reach out to us. Dallas Men Empowerment Network at Gmail or Dallas Men on Facebook. Right. All right. And where can they find you at on social media, Gabby? Naturally underscore G with three E's. So um, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. All right. And we got one minute left. And where oh, can find you, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Josh P eighty four, and also you can find me on Facebook, um, Joshua Parker. Um, and Facebook, and that's it. That's all I know. And Snapchat me. Uh, I don't know that right now, but let me let me check that out. That's all good. And we got uh, we got our, some two initiatives coming up, which I told you I'll be talking to Josh and Chris about. Where okay. around July, I want to do something where we rent out a food truck and we want to feed the homeless or feed a homeless. Okay. Shelter. I think I talked to you about that. Yeah. Also, in August, we have our uh, backpacks and haircuts we did last year in Arlington. Right. Yeah. Oh. We may be doing it in Desoto this year. And once we get all the details uh, together, we'll let you guys know. But you can find me on social oh, media. I forgot. About my hand, my, I'm still doing my handbags for the homeless. So, oh, like, where right. I do the part, well, for ladies, I give purses with oh, you yeah. know uh, essentials in it, you know, uh, lotion, so mm-hmm. toothbrush, all that kind of stuff, socks, scarves, whatever. And then for the guys, backpacks with the same, you know, men, men essentials in it. Right. Also, we want to just want to shout out for Men Empowerment Network, uh, Calvin, Travis, uh, Ricky, Damian, Quasi, Keith, Ollie, everybody. <laughs> All right, and you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe, and you can find me on Facebook at Anthony Roberts. You can follow us at The Reality Is uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, and stay up to date with everything The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. And always remember, man, inhale courage to excel success, and we'll see you guys. We won't be here next week because I'll be out of town for Memorial Day, but we'll catch y'all the first week in June. All right, y'all have a good one. 
Girls around me, I'm feeling like Montana Alice. Had to cuss the niggas off, cause they was jealous. Bitch, I'm up by 10. Ain't no coming back, you know that I'm finna win. Reality Is is a production of Roberts Media Group. The team includes Anthony Roberts, Artesia Swindle, and Gabrielle Johnson, with music produced by Bowden Beats. You can find Anthony on social media at Sir Robert Poe and Gabrielle at naturally underscore G-E-E-E. The show is at The Reality Is, and if you like us, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a rating or review. If you listen on SoundCloud, show us some love by tapping the heart. You can also email us at info at therealityis.com. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.